for another edition of Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR Kutztown. As always, myself, Jack, I'm joined by Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, Yo. we were worried about what we were going to talk about today, but uh, yeah. the go to football did did us a favor. He did us a big we, favor. We might have to go Jack. personally thank him. We yeah. to Take a trip down to down to Tampa or wherever he's located. He's now. only he's, done two things for me my entire life now. You know, one was lose Super Bowl 52. And the other now is uh, give us a, a topic to talk about because otherwise I was going to have to discuss how I'm on the I'm on the Brock Purdy of water bottles over here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to all that and more in the just a minute. Once, once again, thank you everyone for <laughs> listening in to today's edition. As always, your listenership is very much appreciated. Here from both of us and everyone here at KUR. Listen, correct, correct. People talk loud when they want to act smart, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh my. Anyways, um, yeah, but that was a I real mentioned mood killer apparently. No, no, it's okay. I was just in the middle of something here, right? Quick, uh, but yes, we mentioned Tom Brady did us a big favor to give us something to talk about, and that what was, was that favor, Jack? Retiring from the National Football League and quotes for good. Yeah, for good. Video. Okay. He did okay. the slide. He pulled it last year, but there was always kind of that sense of him coming out of retirement. I don't know if it's got that same initial vibe this time. Just because, just because of the season the Buccaneers had. I've heard so much of him going to the Raiders, though. It's like I know the rumors have been there, but you know, especially with everything happened in Brady's personal life this past year, I think it might be the time to step away. You don't now. think he wants to be out of the house? No, but I think it's just maybe just trying to figure things out and you know move on to the next chapter for good. And what he's what he's forty five years old, yeah. I think. Maybe turning 46. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But he's in his mid-40s. It's all we know. Um, and, and he built the illustrious career. Everyone knows the story. Six-round draft pick out of Michigan. New England took over for the injured Drew Bledsoe, and everything took off from there. Seven-time Super Bowl winner. Six in New England, one with Tampa Bay. How about that? And, uh, yeah, I mean, he was – there, there's a reason he's crowned the go to football. I mean, just what he was able to do when his time in the league uh, was incredible. And I'm not sure we'll ever see someone have the career – uh, that Brady had ever again. No, I, I highly doubt that. And they were they were talking about it on um, one of those sports shows. Might have been the herd. I don't really know. Um, do you like Colin Coward? I do. I think ah. he's so undercover genius, actually. And I, I <laughs> really, well, his my personality, brother his personality rub, rubs some people the wrong way. Uh, I think um, I think he's one of those people that. You know, he's just kind of ahead of the curve sometimes. Sometimes he misses. But I like that he does that Colin Wright, Colin Wrong segment where he kind of owns up to the things he missed on. Yeah. You know what I mean? While highlighting that he's still correct about other things because aren't we all, you know? Correct! Correct! Yes. <laughs> where Colin was right. <laughs> where Colin was wrong. <laughs> all right. Well, so, yeah, I, I like him actually. So he was talking about how Mahomes is now, uh, he says he throws better than Brady. Uh, he uh, plays better than Brady. He all these other things that he's you know calling Mahomes the new goat of football, and I don't know if I agree with that yet because uh, Patty Mahomes does not have seven rings on his fingers. No, he's only got one. He's he's only got one ring on. And his it's going to stay that way. Yeah, it could change in a, in a couple weeks, uh, but but we will see. Is it a week from Sunday? Yeah, we yeah. got uh, so less days. than two weeks. Yeah, eleven days till Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Fifty Seven. Yep. Okay. Just making sure I got the number right. No, you got it. It's a weird so. number. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Yeah. Fifty Two had a nice ring to it. You know. Fifty Seven's just Fifty Seven. 
It's a little bizarre. It's going to be weird when we get into the 60s, isn't it? Yeah, Super Bowl 60. Super Bowl 60. It's, it's nice alliteration. odd. Super Bowl 66. You know? It's, it's yeah. like, you know, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna, I'm, I like that. I'm not going to like the 70s. Super Bowl 74. <laughs> like, that sounds like we're getting tired. 74. 74. <laughs> Wait, you know what Super Bowl's coming up in five years? What? Um, 62? <laughs> 62 cents. Six. I'll take the money. Mr. Krabs! The thermostat stays at 62 degrees. Uh, we could reference SpongeBob all day. All but day. we got to move on. Uh, another couple NFL tidbits. We knew Brock Purdy was hurt in that game oh, yeah. uh, on Sunday. It was diagnosed that he has a torn UCL, uh, which is normally what you see in baseball. And he's going to have to undergo Tommy John's surgery. He'll be out for six months. And it's a shame because Purdy was such a good story this year. You know, the Niners went on that 12-game win streak before losing to Philadelphia this past Sunday. In dramatic fashion. Yeah, yeah, not closed fashion, as we all know. And now Purdy's going to have to be on the sidelines and... Now this really opens up. Who's going to be the starter next year for San Fran? They're going to keep Trey Lance. I mean, what are they going to do there? You know, Brady was maybe an option, but now he, now that he's retired, do we see them pursue Aaron Rodgers a little bit more? Bring back the hometown guy? Uh, what what Oof. do you think the Niners do at quarterback as of this moment, Mitch? I know I it's a tough question to ask. I don't but. think they go out and get anyone. They have three options staring them in the face. Um, I don't know if Jimmy G's back next year. I know it's it's weird, right? Did you see the way he was on the sideline? Oh, I know. I, he was not happy. No, no, he was. He was just smiling during all no, throughout no, the no. NFC Championship. You could game. tell though, he was like kind of just not happy. Not happy they were losing. Not happy that they're lo- not happy, you know, that he's I'm trying to figure out how to put this. He was not with everybody, if that makes he was smiling at the demise, I think. Yeah. Yes. Which was like he was not it was not like a happy thing. It was like a <laughs> it was more like a sinister happy. <laughs> Yeah, cynical. <laughs> cynical, would you say? Cynic. Yeah, that's the that's exactly the word I was looking for. It's it's gotcha. It's nine a.m. Jack. I couldn't. You know, I said not happy. I was looking for cynical. 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 Well, you have to read a notebook. We do have to read a notebook. Thank you for leading us into our next gateway here. No uh, a quick message from the KU notebook, as Mitch mes- mentioned. Attention, KU community. The Rohrbach Library, Commission on Human Diversity, and the Centers for Human Diversity and Inclusion will be hosting the Human Library on Tuesday, March 28th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Human Library is a place where real people are on loan to readers. Join the conversation about topics that are sometimes difficult, controversial, and stigmatizing. You can go online to library.kutztown.edu slash human library and fill out an application to be in Kutztown University's Human Library. Join the movement and become a human book. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Heavy hitters here on this Wednesday morning. Mitch, it is a chilly one outside it's today. I was brutal. walking around campus. Oof. Man, it's not warm. No, it's, I, uh, it's a long walk. I was waiting for the... From Lytle to Old Main. That's where I park. Oh, being a commuter. It's a bad walk from Lytle to Old Main. Try well, I used to park in 82. Try coming to the MSU from Building 80. Yeah, but don't you have Over a bus? Golden- I did take the bus. However, I got to the, the bus, bus stop at about uh, 8.29, and the bus did not arrive until 8.42. So I stood, not moving, you know, blood not pumping, nothing for 13 minutes. So and I was cold. quite cynical. I was so cold, I was shivering. It was brutal. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mean to point fingers or anything, but there were some really... 
loud and annoying folks standing behind me. And, it, you know, got the day off on the wrong foot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mitch was Mitch was perturbed I was, this yeah, morning. Yeah, and then I realized as I got there that I forgot my water bottle. So here we are with, uh, with the, the Purdy, new one. You know, Purdy. K-U-R water bottle. So is what it is. Is there what you it go. is. I'm there making do with what I got, folks. Well, we have a couple of coaching hires to talk about here, both with Denver and with Houston. Got a big story here. We do have a big story here. The, uh, the rumors are that the Saints are going to receive a couple draft picks uh, in exchange for Sean Payton becoming the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. I believe it's a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second, uh, based on what I saw yesterday. I don't know if that's still the standard, but that's what I saw, and I believe that's going to be the package. Going back to New Orleans in exchange for Sean Payton becoming the new head coach of the Denver Broncos after the failed one-year trial of Nathaniel Hackett. And Broncos fans across the land, I'm sure, are glad uh, that Hackett was gone. They saw the offensive uptick in the final couple weeks of the season uh, with Hackett gone, and I don't think that's any coincidence. Uh, I think Sean Payton's there is going to be really good for Russell Wilson and, and this team in general. I mean, I think the Broncos are definitely a team to look out for going into next year. Well, you know, with how much Payton's accomplished, he's, he's won a Super Bowl. He's led multiple teams deep into the playoffs. Uh, now he's got an, uh, another star quarterback you know, at the helm that he can you know mix and match. They have a good receivers there. They have Cortland Sutton. They have Jerry Judy. They're going to get Tim Patrick back next year. KJ Hamler. I mean, the receiver room's deep there. They have Javante Williams, who's you know a, a very exciting back at a at a UNC. He's, he's electric when he's he, healthy. Exactly. You just got to stay on the field. It's the biggest thing for him. And the defense. I mean, they showed what they could do last year. Uh, you know, they just need to put some more offense. They would have been a, a for sure playoff team. But I think with Sean Payton there, the Broncos are going to be able to push the Chiefs maybe for that AFC West title going into next year. It's a really interesting thing. Um, so I might be an idiot. I say that a lot, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen draft picks like this, especially like high ones. Um, for a for a head coach, have you? It seldom happens. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't recall seeing it. Um, so I mean, do you think? Uh, also, what's he making? Like twenty million dollars, Sean Payton? I believe so. Yeah, twenty it's, million. Dollars. It's it's only happened because Payton retired while the Saints still had rights to him as a coach, like because I think he was still under contract. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> there was a whole thing where you had, like had to get the Saints' permission, to interview him, and stuff like that. It was it's a very complicated ordeal, but it's weird. They they got it done. They got yeah, and the, a credit to the Saints, they got a, an extra first and second round draft pick out of this. Did you see the Schefter and uh, Rappaport conflicting reports yesterday about the whole situation? I did see there were two different packages. Yeah, so uh, and and that were, uh, I think Rappaport said that the Broncos were trying to get Demico Ryan's uh, first, and then pivoted to Peyton after. Uh, well, you know, we'll talk about where Ryan's went next, and then yeah. Schefter said uh, the two hires were coincidental. So it was funny how two of the you know most more profound yeah. reporters in the NFL industry have completely contradicting uh, statements on how this whole thing shook out. Very much so. Um, so I just, you know, first of all, I mean, if you were a Broncos fan, Jack, uh, you know, less I'm Ryan, ecstatic. Right, you're ecstatic even giving up those big old those big draft picks. Uh, y- yes, I, I would am. not be happy. I'm getting a Hall of Fame caliber head coach. Oh. What, one Super Bowl? Doug Peterson's got one Look, Super Bowl. It could Bowl. have been more if the refs didn't, you know, the whole Tommy Lee Lewis thing in 2018. I know. <clears throat> I know. Nikel Roby Coleman gets away with the blatant passing interference. They would have been in, the, lose the, in Super the big Bowl. game. They would have been. And you, you know. never know what could happen from there. The script could have been different. No, it could still be one Super Bowl. But it what could. I'm saying is, it could. What I'm saying is, but... Or Breeze could have won another and Brady falls again. <laughs> yeah, there, there could... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... <laughs> There's, I just feel like there were other options out there that they didn't need to give up uh, major draft picks. I mean, uh, 
John Gannon, right? Did I get it right? Yes, I didn't say John Steve this time. Oh, please. You're going to tell me you're taking Jonathan Gannon over Sean Payton? I'm just Sean saying, Payton? I wouldn't have to give up first and second round I don't round care. Draft. I don't think Jonathan Gannon is a good head, would be a good head coach. I don't think he's a good defensive coordinator, personally. Eagle I, fans do not like that guy. No, I, I am among that crowd. I'm just saying, there were, there were other candidates that they could have uh, looked for. I, uh, uh, Matt Rule's single now. He's uh, with Nebraska in college. Oh, did he go back to co- yep. I totally missed that story. I'm... You're right. I, no, I totally better college right coach than NFL. By the yeah, way, yeah, he's just like you know his I, coaching. I remember we talked about it on this show because I was like, it's just like Chip Kelly. Some um, guys don't work in the NFL. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Um, by the way, did we talk about Frank Wright going there? We didn't. We'll bring that up in a little yeah, bit. But we mentioned good. D'Amico Ryan. So yeah, let's just talk, talk about, about him now. So. Uh, he's going back to Houston, and you know he's a Houston guy through and through. I uh, think this is a slam dunk hire. This is a home run uh, for for Houston. You know, the last couple of years have been. You know, mix and matching head coaches. David Culley wasn't really a serious head coaching hire. We a lot of people knew that wasn't going to work <laughs> out. They hire Lovey Smith, throw him into a bad situation for a, for a one year stopgap. That wasn't going to work. But now they get their guy. D'Amico Ryan's was a highly sought after coaching candidate on the market, and a lot of teams interviewed him. Uh, but he wanted to go to Houston, uh, and he can really build his own brand now. I mean, he was such a pronounced DC with the 49ers. Now he's starting to get his own gig. I'm really excited to see what he can do with this Houston organization. They're going to have a top five draft pick in this upcoming draft. Where is this organization going to go? I'm assuming they're probably going to take a quarterback. I but I think, think Derek Stingley's development as a corner is going to be absolutely monumental now. Because uh, the Texans really didn't let him play free. I mean, they, they played him in a lot of cover two. Didn't really let him show off his man-to-man skill coverage that he did a lot at LSU. So I'm really interested to see where Derek Stingley, the the third pick uh, from last year's draft for mm-hmm. Houston, you know, is able to develop and how you know, good he can be. He could probably be a top five corner if his development goes to the way some people think it could. So I'm really interested to see what he does with this Houston defense. Uh, and they'll piece together this offense. I think they should trade Brandon Cooks. Uh, just get the guy out of there. They're not ready to compete right now. No, not at Trade him to a team where he is at least has a shot at winning because he's a very talented wide receiver. Uh, but this offense needs an overhaul. It's going to be a couple years, but I think Ryan's can build something really, really good in Houston. Because this division, honestly, I think it's wide open. I mean, Jacksonville's up and coming, but... You know, where does Indy go? Do I love the situation the Titans are in? Not particularly. I think they're a very okay team. They don't have a quarterback. I think that's really good. Um, man, yeah. They, give it a couple years. Texans will be back competing in this division. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting situation. Definitely a uh, highly qualified coaching candidate here uh, going to Houston. Some semblance of uh, actual structure. Uh, I know. The, surprise, surprise. Yeah, this is a weird, a weird state we're in. We haven't seen anything. The last time you could say they had structure was like you know when they were up twenty-one nothing over the Chiefs in the yeah, playoffs, and then blew it. Well, yeah, because they decided to kick it and go up twenty-four nothing instead of you handshake know. to Bill O'Brien for that one. Yeah, <laughs> Bill O'Brien, good one. Um, Back in New England, I still can't believe like it turned into a, a blowout in favor of the Chiefs. Like that, I know it's the single most shocking yeah, game. Twenty-one nothing turned into a twenty-point Chiefs lead. Twenty-four nothing. Yeah, twenty-four nothing turned into like. What, 42-24? Yeah, something like that. Like 49. It was crazy. It was like 49 even. I think they got another. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. Uh, so, you know, I, I really like the hire. Um, it's going to be very difficult for Texas. Uh, I keep saying Texas. Uh, for Houston to compete um, in the coming couple seasons, like you said, with Jacksonville uh, really seeming like the class of the division to come with Trevor Lawrence uh, leading the way. But, um, you know, this is the first step. Getting the kind of upper ranks... Uh, in order and and get some leadership in the in the building down there in Houston. So good hire. Uh, we'll see how it fits uh, with uh, Mr. Ryan's there, and um, 
Yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's a much better hire than the uh, Sean Payton thing, which I have. I have, I have strong opinion. I don't. Know, maybe, maybe I'll just rant about that a little bit coming up after the break. Yeah, one I'm more happy quick thing. It. We're going to bring it up and spring it into the break. Mitch talked about Frank Reich uh, going to Carolina. It yes, was sir. between Reich and uh, Steve Wilkes. Uh, Panthers owner Dave Tipper goes uh, Tepper, excuse me, decides to go with Frank Reich, the former Colts coach, former Eagles offensive coordinator. Yeah, Super Reich's Bowl bounced champion. around. Let's see if he can stick here with Carolina uh, and build something up here. Uh, we'll we'll talk about all the Colts cast that happened with Reich, and we'll finish up our thoughts about Ryan's and Peyton on the flip side of this break. All of that and more coming your way next here on Heavy Hitters in hour number one. And welcome back into Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim on this early Wednesday morning, a little after 9.20 on the East Coast. Jack, how are we feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling awake. I'm uh, not. Yeah, I know. But again, I have an 8 a.m. before this, so it also helps a little bit. Got to get awake for that. Um, so I'm awake for this, too. Uh, but much more you know, excited for this than my 8 a.m. Sorry, Professor, if you hear this. Um, Ooh, but no, it, it's, it's, nothing that class, it's nothing that his class is boring. It's What's just the class? physical anthropology. Oh, boring. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry to. Mitch's any, words, not mine. Sorry to. Uh, anyway, we got to get back to, our, back, back to our discussion. We were talking about the head coaching hirings that have happened in, in recent days. We're talking about D'Amico Ryan's going to Houston. We have Sean Payton going to Denver. We have Frank Reich going to Carolina. We talked a little bit in depth about Ryan's. We talked about Payton a little bit more. Mitch, you're more high on the Ryan's hiring than Payton. And we were talking about this a little bit during the break. Uh, look, Denver's a win-now organization. I'm aware. They, they have to win now with this team, with the way they're currently structured. The window, I'm not saying it's it's slim, but you got to go for it. And, and I love slim. the Peyton hire. It, I would agree. It's, it's a shorter window. But you got to be aggressive. And I like what the Broncos are doing. I mean, you get a guy who's proven himself. If you're in the Denver situation, you don't want to take an unproven head coach. Because if things go wrong again, like they saw with Hackett, you're only wasting a year of this team's potential yet again. And I'm sure Broncos fans would be irate that they that if they went that direction. They didn't. I love the Peyton hiring. I think it can work great. I think this offense can go to new heights than they've seen in, you know, last year at Russ uh, and you know what that offense really was incapable of doing. Uh so I think this team's gonna be good. I think they're gonna contend. I think they're definitely gonna be in the playoffs if they could just stay on the field. Um yeah, things can go well. I think the Broncos made the right hire. I do like the Ryan's hire as well. I'm not trying to take away uh, from, the, from the Texans, I already said it was a you know home run hire. I think it can work out great for them. It's going to take a couple years. Uh, but, yeah, any thoughts uh, about those two, Mitch? Last yes. Thoughts. Um, so we're basing the idea that this offense is going to be fun. Like, you saw what they were able to do though once they fired I was going to say, what What are the two games? So they scored like 28 and 31? Yeah. Yeah. They were able to actually score over what 20 games points. What games were these? Who, who were they against? Give me some, some context for this. I don't think two late-season games... Um, are, are particularly important. I mean, uh, oh, who were they against? I remember watching these games and being like, oh, they're actually scoring points. I don't know why I can't remember the... Uh... Do you happen to have the Broncos schedule up? They beat the Chargers, Chargers. 31-28, okay. and lost to Kansas City, 27-24. Okay, so it was 24 and 31 points that they yeah. scored. Right, so, look, I don't think Kansas City has the best of defenses, and I most certainly don't think the Chargers have the best of defenses. It's not like they went out and they were world beaters against, like, you know, two of the top uh, teams in the league. Kansas City's one of the top teams in the league, right? Uh, they put up 24. That's, like, a respectable point total. It's not anything crazy. Um, to suspect that this team, the Broncos, is uh, a coach away from a Super Bowl. A coach away oh, from— I'm not saying a Super Bowl. —from really competing in this window. I don't think so. And I think what you lose 
with giving up a first and a second round draft pick is, I, I think it's more damaging um, than anything Sean Payton can can provide. He's won one Super Bowl, uh, you know, Hall of Fame coach. I mean, I guess I, I don't really. He doesn't strike me as this incredible coaching force uh, that everyone said. You know, like he's making twenty million dollars. I don't think he's worth twenty million. Andy Reid's making like fifteen million or twelve million. Uh, Bill Belichick's making twenty. He's worth it. He's got you know six Super Bowls. Uh, that, that's what six Super Bowls gets you. Twenty million dollars. Good job. Sean Payton does not have that resume. He won one Super Bowl with a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback uh, at the helm. Which you know you're seeing it right now. I don't believe in Nick Sirianni. He's in the Super Bowl because his quarterback is playing very well. Does some of that credit go to him? Sure, sure. Does twenty million dollars go to him? No, no. And I don't think Sean Payton uh, is going to change anything dramatically in in Denver. I mean, look at the what was their record? They were under five hundred, right? Five and twelve were Denver <laughs> yeah. this year. Way under five hundred. But let me give you a stat here. They're five and twelve. And you're telling me they're a coach away from competing with Kansas City for that division? No way. Well, here, they lost Kansas City's very in the close Super Bowl. games. That was a lot of very close games. They lost by one to Seattle week one, lost by three to Indy in OT, three to LA on the road in OT. They lost by seven to Tennessee, another tight one against the Raiders. I mean, they were losing close games. They lost by one on the road to, to, to Baltimore, lost by six at home to KC, lost by three on the road against Kansas City. So they were competitive in all of these games. My point is they only put up six games. They scored 17 or more points. If they put up maybe four or five more games, I mean, this season's entirely different. They're going to be in the playoffs for sure. Oh, man. I just... And you put a good coach there who knows how to manage the clock late in the game, right? Hackett couldn't do in the first couple weeks no, of the season. He was, he was atrocious. You know, if they win that game in Seattle, they're starting to three and zero. I mean, the season's completely different if they could just manage the time. You know, Sean Payton has been around the game for a long time. He knows how to manage the clock late in games. Uh, he's worked with very talented quarterbacks before, uh, be it Drew Brees. He's made guys who haven't been that talented look really good. Taysom Hill. Uh, you know, my boy Jameis Winston looked a lot better in that Saints offense ran by, uh, you know, Sean Payton and company and his coaching staff uh, compared to what it was, you know, especially this year. Uh, Winston didn't look good early. He got hurt early. He never really got a, sh- a shot after that. But, I mean, look, what Sean Payton was able to do, even when Brees was hurt with the Saints team, he kept him competitive, kept him in the loop, and they made the playoffs more often than not. I think he's going to be more than capable of doing that with this Denver team. Uh, they're going to be able to take off. I think they're going to be able to challenge Kansas City. I'm not saying they're going to win the division next year, but they're going to be competitive just based on the results last year. And they're bringing back mostly the same team. Yeah, I understand. And, and bringing back uh, Patrick is is important to me. Um, you know, he was hurt this year, right? Yes. Yeah, Tim Patrick. Um, I just... Look, what what is an extra what what is a better coach going to get you on average, right? With that last on average 4 points a, a game. A couple more wins. Four I'll points tell you a that. Game. I just, you know, you said there were only what four games or whatever where they put up 17 points or more. Six games. Six they games. Put they put up 17 That's points. That's terrible. That's awful. It's disgusting. Point uh, totals. If we if you want to run through Yeah, I want to run through them real quick. 16 and a loss to Seattle, yeah. 16 and a win over Houston, Oof. 11 and a win over San Fran. 23 and a loss to Denver. Uh, they to, won to, with 11 points? Yep, 11-10. Was that Sunday night football? I, I believe it was, was Monday night in, in Denver. Mm. Monday night, okay. Um, they lost. They put up 23 in a road loss to, to the Raiders, 9 in a loss to Indianapolis, 16. Oh, that was the grossest game I've ever no seen. No touchdowns, all field goals. Yep. Uh, 16 in a loss to the Chargers, 9 in a loss to the Jets, 21 they scored in a win over Jacksonville, 10 against Tennessee, loss. 16 against the Raiders at home, loss. 
10 on the road against Carolina, loss. 9 on the road against Baltimore, loss. 28 against Kansas City, loss. When you put up 28 points, you should more than often not be in a position to win the game. Uh, but they couldn't get it done. They put up 24, a, a, a shocker, and a win against Arizona, uh, another bottom feeder team. Hmm. 14, but they give up 51 to the Rams. I don't even know Ooh. how that happens, considering they didn't even have Stafford or Cup at that point. Uh, 24 against the Chiefs, loss, and 31 in their last week in a win against L.A. So you saw the offense start to produce towards the end. They put up 20 or more points in three of their last four games. Coincidentally enough, when Hackett was fired, look, Payton's going to do a lot for this team. I like Denver going to next year. We can differ on that. We yeah, can differ if I it mean, wasn't I just the right don't hire. think two, two games against uh, middle of the road and subpar defense is is really well, well, well. No, you can't say that. You were you were praising the Chiefs' defense on Monday. Praise, I'm saying middle of the road. They're 11th ranked, right? What are the Chargers? Are they good? I forget. They're they're out of the play. Pull it up. They they gave up a 27 point comeback. I don't think they're that good, especially at that moment in the season. Yeah, especially like in that Jags game. Come on, you giving up 30 in the playoffs? When you're up by 27, what are we Chargers doing? defense was 20th. Yeah, yeah not great. 20th. Sub-par, right? But so for an offense that out. was horrible, the expectations are just not high. You know, Jack, you know what I've heard a few times throughout my life from people? What? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. Fair. But <laughs> I don't think it's enough to base this... They're ready to compete now with this team. No, I, I, I think you need to retool. A little I'm not bit saying more. they're going to the Super Bowl next year. Need better line, but play. they will be in the playoffs. Uh, at least in the discussion. As a wild card team, at least in the discussion. Uh, six seed. At you best. don't even. You don't even like that. I mean, I think they'll be in the discussion definitely. I think they go from a five win team to a nine win team. Does that get you into the AFC playoff picture? Maybe, probably. Right. You know who else are you compete with? Right. There's a lot of teams in the AFC right now. I mean, let's see. I have, let's see, Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos all contend next year out of that yep. division. Yeah. You have Jacksonville in the south, yeah, maybe Tennessee it. in that mix. No. You want to even say that? I'm not saying Colts and, Colts and Texans I don't think are going to contend next year. I think just the Jags. Out Baltimore, or not Baltimore, Cincinnati in the north, Baltimore you could throw in. Yeah, They'll be in the mix. Pittsburgh, my, uh, I think, can have a name my buddy as an underrated the, team. My buddy thinks the Steelers are going to have a better record than the Eagles next year. I'm not going to go that far, yeah. but I think, the, I think the Steelers are definitely in the playoff discussion. They are I think more than capable the of making it. Yeah, Cleveland won't. You have Buffalo, and I'd say Miami in the East, and that's it. So you got two, five, six, and nine. There are going to be nine teams contending for seven spots. Yeah, so they'll, they'll I think contend. the Broncos will be better than two of those teams. I think they'll be better than Tennessee next year, and I think they'll be just as good, if not better, than Baltimore can be. Yeah. I think it's fair. Or Pittsburgh. So I think any of those two combinations. Yeah. I think so. they could maybe even be better than Miami, but I love the Vic Fangio hires or DC, which we didn't <clears> talk about yet. Oh, yeah, we'll get to it. Reunites with Bradley Chubb, who he was with in Denver. Vic Fangio was a huge part of why the Bears made the playoffs with, with Trubisky and company a couple years ago. Of course, the double doink year. That defense was out of its mind. It was very good. Eddie Jackson, Roquan Smith. You know, Keem Hicks, so many guys there on that defense. It was really And they good. have a lot of talent. Uh, you know, he's a lot of talent to work with down in Miami. I think Xavier Howard will have a better year than he did this year. Uh, I, I just I just like where the Dolphins are going as an organization. I really do. I mean, Dolphins are, are, are becoming a flashy team. You know? They are. I mean, they have a lot really, of talent. Uh, really loading up on A lot of talent. star power. It's just can Tua stay on the field. Exactly. That's what it all is. Because they saw when Tua was healthy. They were really good. Would you look for a different quarterback if you're Miami? I would not. Okay. I'd give it Tua one more year. If he can't stay on the field, then I'd look in another direction. I agree. But, the I way agree. he played when he's healthy, you got to give him another shot. I mean, he was good. Oh, I 100% agree. I think that Packers game was a true showing of what he could do. That first half, 
lighting the world on fire, uh, you know, throwing down the field and making a lot of good throws. And then in the second half, he took a hit to the head again. Uh, and then he just played, you know, threw three interceptions, I think, in the second half. They yep. lost that game. You know, it's 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 tough when you're not playing healthy, especially when the when you know concussions are raining in. It's it, it's always tough, I know, to play the quarterback position uh, with those set of circumstances. But I really do like Miami going into next year. Can they push Buffalo for the East? I think they're I think they you know were pushing them a little bit this year. I, I think, think so. Than, yeah, definitely more than capable of being able to win that division next year. Absolutely. Just add them, you know, a couple more pieces, maybe a couple more good draft picks. Yeah, and, uh, they'll they'll be good to go. Yeah, that's the that's the problem though. Is is Denver right? Isn't retooling to compete with these teams uh, along with them. They don't have their first-round pick now. Uh, they, I, I understand Well, they, they lost their some... initial draft pick to Seattle, which would have been a top-10 pick. Right. This was the 49ers' first-round draft pick, which would be going to New Orleans. Yeah, so... To replace the one they traded to Philadelphia. Um. Yes, yeah, to the one they traded to Philly. What did we... Uh, what did we give them? Oh, we traded back in the draft. Yeah, uh, and we got an that extra was last first round pick. Yeah, for me though, on the New Orleans side of things, talk about that now. I mean, this totally makes up for uh, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson debacle that the GM you know kind of fumbled there, giving away the uh, one of the best uh, DBs for pennies. You know what I mean? So, I think they just didn't want to pay him. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. But that's um, gonna be interesting to see how the Eagles juggle their cap space. Oh, dude, out. I am not excited for this offseason. The Eagles are not going to be the same next year. This is the chance. This is the exactly. This is the uh, you know all the chips are in. I think this this kind of has to be the year. This is twenty seventeen all with over this again. group. Yeah, because you know Reddick's going to want a lot. Yeah, and I would want to give it to him. You know Brandon Graham's going to probably walk. Yeah, uh, is Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Cox done? I think so. Um, I would love Kelsey to bring might Kelsey be done. back. I hope he would take a hometown discount, but you never know. Yeah, um, maybe retire. Does Kelsey? He, I I doubt he retires. I haven't heard that. He I, seems I like either, he still has some left in the tank. Yeah, it, it's definitely a possibility. Uh, Especially if they win. Does he 100% agree. Uh, if he goes out with a Super Bowl, that would be special to him, I think. One more good old speech in the Mummer's outfit, right? And yeah, then hang and it the up. last game of his career would be a win over his brother that he can hold over him forever. Yeah, yeah, why not? Would be tempting. Uh, who else on the... Um, Slay's still under... Yeah, Slay's fine. Yeah, Slay's good. James Bradbury, Bradbury was a one-year deal. Yep. Uh, Garner Johnson, see a one-year... Um, I think he might have one more, but you're going to have to discuss. Probably give an extension this offseason at least start that conversation. Gotcha. Yeah, we just got – so on the defensive line, though, we just got Davis. Um, yeah. I think Bar- this is Barnett's last year. Yeah, Eagle fans want to see that dude go. I would love to see him out of Philly. I don't know – I don't think I know a single Eagle fan who likes Derek Barnett. I don't. No, there's not one. And you know what's unfortunate about that is one of the most iconic images from our entire 2017 run is him holding up the football uh, <laughs> from the strip sack. <laughs> It's like he didn't do anything the entire year, and then he just grabs a fumble. Oh, man. But uh, Derek Barnett comes away with it. Al Michaels. Oh, man. Oh, that's what a great moment. I was uh, I was at my grandparents' house, and I just started to go, he fumbled the ball! Because my, my grandfather was uh, upstairs doing something in the kitchen. He just left for like one second on the commercial break, and they come back, and Brady fumbles. Like, he fumbled the ball! He fumbled the ball! He fumbled the ball! Right? I'm screaming it over and over. <laughs> my grandfather walks down. He goes, Mitch, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder. Yeah, so that was a great moment. But... Um, the Saints, I think, did a really good job getting uh, compensation. I think the Broncos really messed up. But, look, we'll see how it goes. I think this ups their win total, like I said, to nine-ish. Nine-ish. I think they're the new Niners, uh, if you will. Man, that was bad prediction. I forgot about that. 
You, you, I, I think you said the Niners might not make the playoffs. Did I? Yeah. Nah, that sounds like something I'd say. You did. I swear. I Absolutely you saying sounds that. like something I'd say. I think say. you said they finished with nine wins just outside. You had Arizona making it over there with 11. Whew. We all have takes that age poorly. Ice it's cold just, takes. It, it's just, you know the Twitter page Freezing Cold Takes? I've heard of it, yeah. I think think that might land on there. Yeah. But that, I've had some too. Don't worry. One. Um, yeah, like saying that. I'm trying to hold that, uh, to a higher standard here. But that's I like know. saying. Alonzo and Lindor are better than Harper and Schwarber. I mean, that's a, it's a it's a fact. It's so not. It is. It's not. We can agree to disagree on that. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on. One duo had a World Series appearance. We we we, we have to move on. Yes, so, we well, do. Lindor had a World Series appearance. Just not in the Mets. But uh, congratulations to Frank Reich. I digress. Yeah, Frank Reich to the Panthers. I think he could turn it around. He, he was dealing with a debacle with with the Colts. You know, I believe Ballard. in him, Jack. I do. I so, agree. I mean, look how much quarterback turnover he had to deal with. I mean, he started with luck, then he out of nowhere retired. Right. Then they got uh, Philip Rivers <laughs> in his final year, where he could, could not throw the football more than forty yards downfield. Then he has Carson Wentz, which was a disaster. <laughs> oh. And then man. developed one of the best run games of football with Jonathan Taylor. And then this year they had Matt Ryan, who oh, really bad literally Matt can't Ryan. move. I mean, the guy is so slow when he somehow managed to get a 30-plus yard run this season. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I just... uh, Can he find some quarterback stability in Carolina? I think he can make it work. The guy's shown he can develop star, uh, high-power offenses before. I think he's more than capable of doing it again. I think this is a good hire by Carolina. Uh, Steve Wilkes was kind of like the the Rich Isaccia last year with the Raiders. Remember? He Mm -hmm. got them... To the playoffs, the only difference was Carolina didn't make the playoffs. Right. And I think that made it easier to go hire Reich because if the Panthers would have made the playoffs in a bad division with Wilkes, it would have been a lot more tempting to bring him back. I forgot um, about Rich Reich. last year. That was a good story. It was. Good good call, man. That, I forgot about that. Ten win Raiders go yeah. to Cincy, lose. Remember uh, the whistle in the middle of the play? Yep. Yeah. They <laughs> blew it dead in the middle of the play. Um, but on the on the topic of Frank. I really thought he was what made the Eagles' 2017 offense so robust. Oh yeah, I really thought Game he got for the most I mean, out of uh, out of Wentz and Foles. You're absolutely right about that. The job he was able to do was incredible. It was really impressive, and you saw when he left, the offense did not have the same power. It didn't have the same juice, juice, robustness. It wasn't, wasn't innovating. It, it, a lot of that, I think, attributes to the injury. Yeah, a lot of it's the injury because most he rushed it, to come back. Most of it, I think, is his his psych, psychiatric uh, or psychological makeup was just destroyed after that Super Bowl because he rushed to come back because he thought Foles was going to take over. Right. By the way, do you remember who he played uh, his first game back? Was it Indy? It was the Indianapolis Colts, a twenty to sixteen victory for Philadelphia. Was that at the link? It was at the link. Yep, I remember, I remember uh, that. The Eagles sacked Luck. Uh, on like a potentially game-winning drive or whatever, like down inside the red zone, and Merrill Reese as luck pounds the ground. <laughs> I just, oh man, that was a that was a fun game. That was Carson's first day back. Everyone was hyped, right? We it was uh, happy, fun time. Yeah, it was it was really it was really good. So, but um, yeah, Carson was destroyed. He was never the same player. And uh, you know, I mean, Carson Wentz in Indianapolis was miles better than Carson Wentz in uh, Washington, right? So with a destroyed Carson Wentz, I think Frank Reich still got the best he could out of him. Um, And I really think that uh, a new system, new pieces, um, Carolina's probably looking in the quarterback department, right? So with a new new project of sorts, I think Frank can really be a a great coaching hire, potentially the best one of this offseason, if you wanted my, my lukewarm, potentially bold take. Yeah, it could. 
It could. But we have to go to our next break, final break of our number. When we come back, we're going to wrap up our NFL discussion with a couple more tidbits and then shift our focus into some MLB news as the season continues to rapidly approach with pitchers and catchers reporting in less than two weeks and spring training in less than a month. All that and more coming to our next here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown. Oh. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, here on the radio voice of Kutztown (laughs) University. K, you are Kutztown. Mitchell was unaware we were coming back from the break, but so were you. So oh, were you. No, I was. No, you were like, ooh. And that's what tipped me off. I was like, ooh, because I glanced back and I heard the ending of, of the news. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to go back on because you're in the middle of a discussion. That felt really uh, quick. It did. Like, that was like, wow. That was like the Mets playoff run. Oh, okay. Over before it started. We were. That's what we were talking about. That's what got us distracted. It, it was what got us distracted. We'll get us there. Or, Couple we'll, NFL we'll tidbits yeah. up before we move on. Uh, Tyler Huntley, Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr will be named to the Pro Bowl, so, so Derek Carr does get a Las Vegas send-off after all. I have a question. Like, how? How did Tyler Huntley get there? I don't know, but now the Ravens got to find a way to pay two Pro Bowl quarterbacks because Lamar and Huntley get it. Um, it's, it's a joke. I, oh, 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 yeah, I get it. They both made the Pro but Bowl, like, but how? he's not that good. How did he make the Pro Bowl? I love how Josh Allen just decided not to go to the Pro Bowl and just decided to go golfing instead. What what a boss move by him. So how is Tyler Huntley Beach Pro-Am? How is Tyler Huntley next down on the totem pole? I I don't know. I I really don't. I thought that was just funny to me. That is I mean the Pro Bowl is just a joke in and of itself. Absolutely. Would you rather have Tyler Huntley or Davis Mills? Oh. General Mills. General Mills. Yes. <laughs> I love that nickname. I love we just call him that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I it's funny cuz he's a field general. I don't even know if I want to answer that question just cuz of how bad it is. Give me Mills. Oh, um, wow. All right. Uh, give me Mills. Tyler Huntley or Josh Johnson? Tyler Huntley. Not even a close. Mm. Okay. You could bring a backup to a four-string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Josh Johnson looked about as effective as General Mills. <laughs> I'd say even worse. Um, Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Last tidbit here real quick. I'll actually two more. We'll start with the Eagles because they're playing the Super Bowl. Landon Dickerson I was left that game that with an up. elbow injury. Uh, the sources say he is expected to play in the Super Bowl. That's awesome. Not surprising. Um, you know, he, he was holding that, I believe, it was his left arm. Yeah, it was his shoulder. Yep. Yeah, because uh, it looked like a bent foot. He was landing on the ground there in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but glad to see he's okay. He does expect, uh, well, sources say he's expected to play in the Super Bowl. So that's good to see for say. him. And that is good news for the Eagles on the offensive line. It's really awesome news. I like Landon a lot. He's really becoming a, uh, a good player. Was he our second-round pick uh, last year? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is his second year in the league. Really cool yep. to to watch him uh, develop here. So, um, On top of that, one more thing. Yeah, what uh, else you got? Giants have an interesting offseason ahead, and a lot of contracts interest has to be given out. Uh, Saquon, Daniel Jones, uh, they're talking about ESPN, and oh, I should say, you know, good morning football instead. That's on NFL Network. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see the Giants give Jones around a three-year, twenty-eight million per year deal. I don't—he's not worth thirty-five to forty mil. And the problem is with the quarterback market is that there's no middle ground. Kyle Brandt no. was making this point, and I absolutely agree with that hundred percent. You know, it's either every quarterback gets paid, overpaid, or you know, there's just no middle ground. I mean, there's no area where quarterbacks can get reasonably paid because, well. So and so is getting paid well this amount of money, and I get that it's the market, it's the way the industry goes. But man, at what point do you evaluate the player for what they are and stop and, and you know, not always focus on the comparisons to other guys who are around them? 
No, I, I completely agree. I don't think Daniel Jones is worth Patrick Mahomes' money. No, not even close. Not even in the same like ballpark. Yeah. Um, not even. Um, no. Josh Allen doesn't have a big no, extension yet. He doesn't. Burrow doesn't either. I don't even think Herbert does. But you Who, know, uh, the, 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 like the last quarterback to get their big extension. Prescott got forty mil a year. <laughs> Good job. So, how many years is he there for? I think he signed a five-year deal, and that was this year. I think last year. Last so year. This is year one, I believe. Wow. Could be wrong. That is so funny. He is not a good that. quarterback, by the way, Jack. He's top fifteen, but he's not. He's not great. He's good, not great. He is awful in the playoffs. Yeah, he a lot of interceptions this year, man. I mean, I don't know what was going on with Mister Regular Season, but <laughs> oh, clowning on the Cowboys man. is just too easy. They what is it, it with Texas they and their make quarterbacks? It too easy. I, they it's really, really do. Outstandingly easy, you know. Just to you just gotta get it down deep in your throat. How about them cowboys? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go to Texas Roadhouse to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Texas Roadhouse, very good. We went there. We went the there. Yeah, KUR excursion. So. All right. Uh, last point before we move on to our MLB talk. Only a couple things to talk about in the baseball realm, so we'll be pretty quick with that. Yeah. Uh, we should have mentioned this on Monday, but it blanked my mind because we were so engrossed in talking about the game. But is this what you? Is this what I think it is? Yeah, yeah, it is. We were talking about this before the show. Were we about a? How about we just bring it up and then I'll tell you if it's yeah. what I thought. Well, a specific building that has a lot of recognition in New York City. Um, oh no, this is lit not up. What I lit up a couple of colors <laughs> on Sunday night. Beautiful. It was beautiful. That shined throughout the New York night and in, 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 in the city and ruffled a lot of people's feathers. Ruffled a lot so. of feathers? That's a good one. Yeah, thanks. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it lit that. up Eagles colors. I guess they were testing it out to see if the color green works because, you know, the Jets don't win anything. So <laughs> just to see if they still had green as a color light option. <laughs> uh, but, wow. yeah, man, I mean, who's ever in charge of that? I mean, they, they got to be. They need a raise. They need to be investigated. Because no, that's awesome. Do you know what city... The building is in. Get clowned. Do you know what city you are representing? It is not Philadelphia. I mean, if you want to take the building and move it to Philadelphia, we're going to do stuff like that. We should take the Empire means. State Building and, and move push it, it somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to do that type of activity, get out. I think get it out. was really cool. It was really. It was not really cool. Spreading the love. It, it was really lame. Is what it was. What it said to me is New York hates Cincinnati and Kansas City equally. I think they lit up Chiefs colors too. But Did wait, we don't need to talk about that. It's because <laughs> they lit up the Eagles colors. What are we doing? I think that's so cool. Would you have had a problem if it was the Niners colors? Oh, not at all. No, yeah. because it's not your biggest arch rival. rival. <laughs> it's not your arch rival, and the city that you represent. Saying congratulations to our arch rivals for making the Super Bowl while we lost in the divisional round. To that same team. Exactly. To that same In said, a blowout. To that said arch rival. Yeah, in a, in a game where it wasn't even close. You didn't even belong on the same field. Um, I'm trying to think like. Empire State Building goes down the list of uh, landmarks. Iconic <laughs> New York landmarks tenfold. Man. I think it was Pitiful. so funny. I, I honestly, when Pitiful. I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. I was like, that's awesome, but like, like why? Yeah, and exactly. Like how? Even Eagles fans are like, why is this like, building how did in that... New York City letting up my team's <laughs> colors I didn't congratulating us for winning the game? I didn't even know whether to accept the congratulations or not. I was like, I don't, I don't. You know, it's like when your ex is like, congratulations on your new relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what You're like, uh, um, th- thanks. Okay. Right? 
why are you talking to me about this? And then exactly? the new girl's like, why are you talking to her? She was just she was just telling me, you know, congratulations for, for being with you. What do you mean? I'm, I actually don't know at all what that means. <laughs> yeah. Try to try to make a simile here, Jack. Yeah, sorry, I was reading it. Too. Yeah, I, I just I'm so I was so confused and I was like, that's cool. Like we're awesome, you know, but like why? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. Read your notebook. Well, I, hear you, I hear you ruffling yeah. your paper. So. Paper pop time. Uh, message from the KU notebook. Moving on. KU faculty. <laughs> Have you or a colleague made a positive impact in the undergraduate research field? If so, nominate them for undergraduate research and creativity's faculty mentorship awards. The awards recognize excellence in faculty engagement with undergraduate researchers and carries $500 in professional development funds. The deadline for nominations is quickly approaching, and you have until March 1st to turn in your application materials. To learn more about UGRC's Faculty Mentorship Awards, please visit www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC and look under Undergraduate Research and Creativity. And if you'd like to stay updated with everything UGRC has to offer, you can follow them on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. Once again, you can follow them on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Cook University, KUR. Wrapping up hour number one. Thank you, Mitchell. No problem. I try to put passion into my notebooks. I'm going to light up the Empire State Building with your face. Um, I've got a cool. Could you imagine? Everyone be like, who is this guy? <laughs> who but... is that guy? Who, who is this guy? <laughs> Just a big animatronic of Jack. Hello, I like money. <laughs> oh my goodness. What inspired you to put your face on the Empire State Building? Money. Money. <laughs> money. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to quickly move on to the MLB one side more of things thing. here. Late in hour number one. One more thing. We forgot okay. to talk about NFL, by the way. Sorry for jumping in. That's okay. Um, we forgot to talk about uh, the little the little brawl that occurred in the uh, the NFC Championship game. We I did. Wanted, I wanted your thoughts on uh, that. Seemed like classless acts by the 49ers, Trent Williams, the rest emptying the benches. Tell you what. And, and the Eagles are lucky no one got hurt. Uh, Tell you what. Suspended. Trent Williams is not a man. You you want to mess with him? He's, he did not he's look mad. happy. He did not look happy. <laughs> he is a big human being. Let's ask Kayvon Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Let's ask Kayvon Wallace how it felt getting tossed around like a rag doll. <laughs> that poor man. I'm so sorry, yeah. Kayvon. So, what did you think of the uh, of the Niners' uh, discipline and, and sportsmanship? In look, that game? it's a team that was clearly frustrated. And when you're not used to getting bullied around at the line of scrimmage, and when things aren't going your way, you're going to take frustration penalties. You look at Hafunga pushing Hurts out of bounds late. Yep. You look at Williams doing what he did to Kayvon Wallace, which was absolutely manhandling him. And then you look at you know some of the penalties took, you know, especially in the second half. I mean, it was just crippling penalties. A, a team that was used to winning and, and controlling the game physically, getting physically worked, and they didn't know how to handle themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think part of that is coaching. Uh, the biggest part was frustration. I mean, coaching, frustration, and flat out not having a chance in that game. Yeah. It's, I get it. It's, it's things. upsetting. And you let your emotions get the best of you. You're watching and Christian it was, McCaffrey. Line it was wrong, wrong especially what Williams did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's mainly that's what a line crosser. That's a line crosser. But at the end of the day, you know, Eagles didn't get have anyone get hurt. That's the, you know, it's the positive thing coming out of this. Yeah, but, thank you know, the Niners didn't handle themselves well at all. Uh, especially in that second half of that game, and just a bunch against. of clowns. Come on, man! Like, like who was it? Uh, was it Ufunga again? Spinning, uh, spinning AJ Brown around on that one play. Who was that? Uh, it might have been Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were going at it like all day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Ufunga 
Trent Williams, right? Like, it just did not seem like a, a classful act uh, by these guys. A lot of holdings, you know, uh, which, by the way, gave the Eagles, you know, first downs, like, two in a row, which my, my Giants fan friend was not happy about. He's like, they're not even deserving these points. It's like, well, they have the better coach team right now. Um, and, and I think a lot of that does fall on uh, that's Shanahan, right? Yes. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan is the uh, the head coach down there in San Francisco. Uh, and historically, he has come up small in big games. Yeah. As an OC and yeah. a, a head coach. He's not very good. Site Atlanta 20, uh, 2017. Site the Niners in a couple of conference championship games and the Super Bowl. Yeah, where they had he, a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter and lost. Yeah. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Did they lose to... Uh, oh, oh, he was part of Atlanta in 20... He was their offensive coordinator. Uh, in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I forgot offensive about that. coordinator for that team. Yep. Lost. Was he also in... Um, the next year after the Super Bowl, or did he move on? I believe he moved on after. Yeah, that. he did because uh, he started zero and seven with the Niners. Zero and eight when the Eagles got done with them. Yep. Which is uh, a game I was at, by the way. And there was a uh, we were sitting behind the Niners bench, like a you know like bunch of rows up. I don't know how many, but there was this guy who really yeah, sat right behind us who really thought Kyle Shanahan could hear him and was c- having a conversation with him. And the entire game, he he said it like five times, just screaming, Kyle. You're 0-7! Oh, my God. Screaming it, by the way. <laughs> Just over and over again? Kyle! You're 0-7! <laughs> oh, my goodness. And his, his buddy was, dude, dude, chill out. Chill out. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> How about Joey Bosa? Um, Did you see that video? Oh, yeah. With the, I, so, I couldn't see specifically what happened. What happened? Uh, pretty much an Eagles fan approached him, and being a typical Eagles fan, um, you know, likes to berate Likes to berate people, um, mm-hmm. one could say. And he was like, hey, Bosa, wh- why aren't the Chargers playing today? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He kept heckling them. And, and, Fair play. Fair and uh, when you give up- Bosa said some things, and I'm going to refrain because I'm not sure I could say some specific mm-hmm. words. There. And there was no curse words. Um, well, actually, there was here. a couple. But, yeah, not going to say what he said. Pretty much uh, did, didn't take too kindly to the comments. And uh, the video was posted on Twitter. And some people found it funny. Some people did not. Uh, I think that's always funny. G- always going to be mixed reactions to that kind of stuff. When your team but, gives uh, up a 27-point lead in the playoffs, you deserve to be heckled. Yeah. I'm still clear. heckling Falco- uh, Falcons fans. More so Staley than I would say Bosa. But. I, I know, but still, he was a part of it. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, but anyway, so I, I just think the uh, the Niners completely lost uh, any respect. I was, you know, Oh, by the way, speaking of the Chargers, real quick, we forgot to mention, Kellen Moore's a new O.C., Oh yeah, he yeah, yeah, fired. Yeah. Oh, mutually parting ways from Dallas. He was fired. Let, <laughs> yeah, let, he, he was fired. Let, let's not paint a situation where they mutually parted ways. In quotes, that means you got fired, and the guy who's getting fired really didn't have a say, so he's gone. Yeah, they can, about that. They can paint more. it. They can paint it uh, where you know. Oh well, we're mutually parting ways. No, the organization wanted him gone. He's gone. Use the yeah. word fired. Let Let's stop being, you know, so uh, just. You use the right lane. Exactly. By the way, if you're Jerry Jones, man, what string do you pull, man? For two seasons, I don't know to if more was so the problem. Similarly. I don't know if more was the problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you? I do? mean, you look at Jones, you look at McCarthy, and you look at Prescott. I don't know. You think Jerry Jones? McCarthy is the couldn't win more than one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. How do you expect him to win one with Dak, who's worse? Yeah, yeah. I, I totally. I think Dak is the problem. Dylan, uh, Kellen Moore was just the you know, the I, the martyr would be the right word. Yeah. Dallas fans always hated operation. him. They, they did not like him. Uh, Look, Moore's an aggressive OC. Yeah. I think he's a good fit for the Chargers. They're going to take shots down the field more with Herbert instead of being so... Austin Eckler-y. 
just so yeah, what's the conservative? That's it. Yeah. They're, they're going to take more shots. They're going to be more they have aggressive. The, they have the personnel to do that, you know. I think they need a little bit more speed outside. I don't know if Williams and Allen are the fastest guys. You don't I mean, like Palmer? They're good, they're good route runners, but they just don't have a whole lot of speed. You don't like Palmer that much? Was he speedier? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, They right? have a lot of the similar builded receivers. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they evaluate in the draft, so that's kind of what you get. They need a guy who can just make the big explosive electric play. I mean, Williams could do that straight downfield and go routes, but they need a guy who can... Right, they got Eckler like a Tyree Kill that, type like, of guy who's just that fast, a game breaking speed receiver. Yeah, they don't have that. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, invest in Jalen Rager, Chargers. Oh my goodness, no! Whoa, whoa, Jalen Rager, <laughs> ah, former Horn Frog, former Eagle. Yeah, Leg- Eagles legend. Eagles legend. Oh my, I just can we retire his number? <sighs> can we retire his name and Deep just breath. never speak about him again? <laughs> All right, well, we are going to go to break. When we come back in hour number two, we're going to shift into MLB, a little bit light things to talk about there, uh, and then we'll talk about a little bit of hockey and college basketball. Stay tuned. Plenty more in hour number two here on Heavy Hitters. Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim with you on this Wednesday morning. As we are now on this new time slot, it is only three times in now, and it's brutal, Jack. At least for me, I'm not a morning guy. But this is when... Hey, you chose this time. This is when our schedules opened up. Uh, yeah, I did choose this time. And you know what? You I'm suggested. sticking to my decision. Because when else would we do it? When else would we do it? There's exactly. no other time. It's the best time for heavy hitters for our schedule. Ed Zachary. Yeah? <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> my, my dad would always say that. I need to stop talking. Like him. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know those commercials? Like, I'm just thrown off by that. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's a guess. You sure. know those commercials like prog- uh, progressive can't keep you from becoming your parents. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> my dad is the people in all of those. <laughs> <laughs> those commercials are so funny. The problem is like, so am I, you know? Like I've walked into those little like candle stores in the mall and been like, so how are they making overhead? Like... <laughs> All they sell is candles. So, does this place make a profit? Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> believe that. that like, you, okay, you know what? Uh, you know what? I think, hold on. Before we get back to your point, I yeah. think I think a same place like that is a mattress store. Okay, everyone always says that one. And I have one that I think is even better. That just, there's no way they make rent money. They make salary money. They make any of this. What? Like, like a hair cuttery. A barbershop? Like, a barbershop's one thing, right? Yeah. But these chain haircutteries. Oh, like like, like sports cuts? Right, or, right. Yeah. Like, there's not enough people that go in and give them $20, right? I don't know, man. No way. There's no way. It's what not if enough. you own multiple, though? What do you mean? Like, like own multiple of the stores. That's you know just even more money that you're losing, in my opinion. Right? I don't know. Like, like, how many people are in a sports clips when you go in there? Even a barbershop is, is like clips? It no, I think difficult. it's sports cuts and then sport. it's great clips. I think it, I thought it was sports clips. Let, let's look it up. Sport? No, it is sport cuts. It is sport. Super cuts. It's super cuts. Great clips and no, it sports. Is sports clips. Oh! Sports clips. I gotta stick to my cuts. guns. Sports clips, super cuts, and is it great? Great clips. clips. It's gonna yeah, be great. Great clips. Um. Yeah. Why are they all so similar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can you use a different word? I mean, hey, sports, sports cuts, sports clips, and no sports cuts, super clips, That's sports like, clips. I can't, even, I can't even get it. Sports, sports clips, cuts. No, no, super. sports clips. <laughs> sports clips, super cuts, and great clips. <laughs> 
my goodness. There's great sports. <laughs> And, and the then great there's thing super is, cuts. You know what? I'll never have to get confused because I've never stepped foot in any of those three places, <laughs> and I don't plan on it. You've never been in a sports clip? No. I have. Really? Yeah. Is that you get your I, I've actually been to a great clips, too. <laughs> Which one's better? <laughs> they were both great. Well, I guess one oh, of them was great. <laughs> one's great, one's super. <laughs> one was... <laughs> <laughs> it just all matters which one's better to you. We need a general. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well, uh, we're gonna get back to sports after our five-minute tangent about that was awesome. about haircuts. That was like the best three minutes of radio I've ever heard. That was fantastic. That was great and super. Now yeah. back to sports. All in one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh. None of them are making enough money to stay open, in my opinion. <laughs> in Mitchell Smedley's professional opinion, I don't understand. I, I'm not a. I'm not. Are, a, are you a haircut connoisseur? I'm not an economist. I don't even get haircuts that frequently. I'm not a financial advisor. I, how? 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 Hey, moving on. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to the MLB here. A couple quick tidbits that on that awesome. aspect of things. Dexter Fowler decides to call it a career after 14 years in the MLB, 2016 World Series champion with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, was with Colorado for some time. He he, he made his way around the league. But, um... <laughs> no. There's nothing to laugh at. <laughs> there is something to laugh at. I'm not going to say it, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you on our next break. <laughs> was it the sound my water bottle made? No, I'm no. I'm working with what I got it's here. It's something dude. about your water bottle, though, but I'll tell you. What was me. it? <laughs> There's a tag at the bottom of your bottle. There is? Yeah. Where? It's on the inside. On the... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they're in there. <laughs> we're, we're getting back to sports. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I just looked over. I see you drinking water, and I just see it floating around in the bottom when you're taking. <laughs> oh, I need to go home. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it's Dexter so Fowler, funny not to see things. Dexter Fowler, congratulations on a great career. Uh, you know, an all star. Uh, appearance in his career, uh, World Series champ. Uh, good job for him. Uh, enjoy retirement. Best of luck to him in his next chapter. Uh, something that happened yesterday. Blue Jays bringing in former Yankee reliever Chad Green on a two-year deal. I believe he's coming off Tommy John surgery, so I'm not sure he's going to be active this year. Um, but uh, he could return, I believe, at some point. I'm not uh, 100% certain on that. But he's going to Toronto on a two-year deal. Uh, good for him. He was very solid for the Yankees for a couple years. He was kind of an up-and-down career, though. The embodiment of an MLB reliever, uh, except for the top of the top. You know, A lot of them are just fluctuating up and down. Uh, but congratulations to him. Uh, best of luck to him in Toronto. Tony Gonsolin, the Dodgers, reached a two-year $6.65 million deal. Uh, you know, Short-term, keep a guy who was incredible for L.A. around uh, from last year. I mentioned on Monday, Jeff McNeil re-ups the Mets. Very excited about that. Mitch is not. Yeah, you know. I'm not, uh, you know, he's just. He's just yeah. I mean, I already got the Nimmo signing. Now I get this guy. So it's frustrating. A couple more things Red Sox and the Marlins made a trade. Matt Barnes uh, going down to Miami. Uh, Real he, barn burner of a trade here. Yeah, he's, he was a pretty good reliever just away from home. He did not like pitching in Fenway. He had a three and a half, I believe, or a 3.75 ERA on the road compared to a 4.3 ERA at Fenway Park. So Ooh. I think getting out of Boston will do him some good. He's got some good stuff. Nasty splitter. Uh, so you can make stuff happen. I think it's a sneaky little pickup there by the Marlins. Uh, they send lefty reliever Richard Blyer back up to the Red Sox in return for that one-on-one -one reliever swap. Between those two teams, broadcasting icon Chip Carey, uh, who's 
the former TV play-by-play guy for the Atlanta Braves. Really? I did some time with the Cubs. Uh, he will be going to be the TV play-by-play guy for the St. Louis Cardinals, another uh, hmm. illustrious MLB franchise, one of the most storied franchises in the league. Second most in championships with 11, I believe, World Series. No way. So he is going to be their new TV play-by-play guy. Um, he's a guy who's made his way around, but he's been with some good organizations, Cubs, Braves, and now the Cardinals. Really, I think you just have to go to the Yankees to embody the four, you know, most iconic. At Boston, too. You, you think those are the four most iconic franchise? Bless you. Thank you. I think those are the I mean, four. historically. Dodgers? Yeah. Yeah, Dodgers, too. The Dodgers, Yankees, uh, Red Sox. I, I Braves, know. I mean, they've been. Are they? I mean, They're good. Since really the 80s. A lot of people grew up in the Braves. I guess. Yeah. I mean, back in those days, I mean, it was national TV. The Braves were on every night. Yeah. So a lot of people grew up on Atlanta down there. I miss, uh, so I wish I was. Uh, um, Braves fans. I wish I was a baseball fan when in the days when uh, Chris Berman was a, you know. Back, back, baseball back, back. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's hit on the fly. Chris back, 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 back. up. John Crook. Yeah, I knew that was the one you were referencing. Yeah, John Crook. So. Of course it is. Back, 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 back. Came back against right. the Dodges. Well, I do have to read a notebook. It is that time. Attention, KU community. Join OSI and KUAB for Vogue, a performance and competition event celebrating ballroom culture on Thursday, February 23rd at 7 p.m. in McFarland Student Union, room 218. The ballroom scene is an African-American and Latino underground LGBTQ plus subculture that originated in New York City. Beginning in the late 20th century, black and Latino drag queens began to organize their own pageants in opposition to racism experienced in established drag queen pageant circuits. Now, it has been made popular through TV shows like Pose, Legendary, and RuPaul's Drag Race. You do not want to miss this special event. This message of community interest brought to you by... The radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Eaters, everybody here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. We are back. Hour number two, the 10 o'clock hour. As Mitch always likes to say, on the East Coast. On of the course. East Coast, you know, just for reference. Just for reference you so you if, know where we are. We what time West zone Coast, we're in? Uh, if we got any West Coast listeners, they got to get up at 6 a.m. for Heavy Hitters. If you're a West Coast listener and you're listening at this time, you are dedicated you yeah. are dedicated, and we greatly thank you First for your listeners. Hall of Fame listener. Yeah. Right there. I mean, everyone is. You know, we, we Absolutely. admire everyone who listens to our show. Absolutely. You know. Um, all of y'all, inner circle, first ballot, Hall of Famers. Uh, the goats, if you will. The goats, if you will. Um, anything else MLB related? Oh, yeah. Jazz Chisholm was named the cover athlete of MLB The Show 23. I saw that. In what world? I don't know, man. I mean, he's a flashy guy, but... I don't know. He's not really the most, like, worthy player, I would say. No, not even close. He's, not, he's a good player. Not even well-known. He's a good player. He's just, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. That one shocked me. Like, did, did that not shock anyone else? Is there anyone else? Is it Like, do we have anyone else for this cover? There we go. Whatever. I Got don't it. know. Chaz, um, Mc, Chaz McCormick, even. <laughs> You know? Jazz McCormick. As much as I hate him, right? Would have been uh, better than to see that guy in the cover of Elvis' show would just be so funny. I would just, you know, hate the world. Nightmarish for the Phillies. It, it was awful. Jazz McCormick makes the catch. Rabioto to center field. McCormick he made the catch. 
Not exactly how Joe Davis said it, but no, not exactly. But Joe Davis is. Uh, by the way, hot take. Um, not even actually, because I think I'm right. Uh, <laughs> Correct. No, I'm kidding. I Joe heard, Davis yeah, say that. so much deserves to call the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game for Fox way more than Kevin Burkhart. I'm sorry. I think he's a better announcer by a mile, even for football. Recency bias is playing a factor. No, in it's not. He's a better announcer. You you just like him because he announces everything good for the Philly. For Philly. <laughs> for the Philly. I was going to say the Phillies, but then I realized he did Eagles too. So. Yeah, but like, no, no, no. It's not even just because of that. It's it's like, no, it's because he that. announced us losing the World Series, Jack. Yeah. But yeah. he's just a better voice. I don't know. You don't get excited hearing Joe Davis compared to Kevin Burkhart inside the 20. Look, I have. I do like Kevin Burkhart. He's okay. Because. I have some connection. He started as the Mets uh, the on-field guy. Really? Yes. I never he, knew that. That's where he got his start. No way. So he started as that. He was working for SNY way back, like wow. 2010-ish, uh, around that time. Then he left, uh, went on, and he's kept moving up. So, you know, I like Kevin Burkhart. He's always been, you know. Now he's very, the guy on good guy. Yeah, now he's the guy for the NFL. He's what Joe Buck used to be. So, I just think yeah. Joe Davis is better. Better look, voice. Oh, look, you can only give one guy so much. Joe Davis now does the World Series. You I know. let him do the World Series and the Super Bowl. That would be funny. That'd be cool. It may be in due time. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I mean, Joe Buck would do Super Bowls. He and, did. Uh, and also helps that Joe Buck's dad was also an iconic broadcaster. I mean, they're both iconic broadcasters. They are, yes. Apparently, uh, Philly... Not, not like, trying to say that's the only reason where Joe Buck got where he got. Just no, wanna, I'm saying... Just want to make he's that his own. He's his own incredible broadcaster exactly. in his own right, you know? Broadcast in many great moments. It's December. <laughs> oh my goodness, that that honestly might be one of my top five. That was so. I, funny. I think it's way up in the top five. That's I easily. Think, I think that's why they don't let Joe uh, Joe Buck do those intros because he just goes crazy. <laughs> it's he just December. started that this year. It's December. <laughs> Here you see Tom Brady. They better figure that out. <laughs> there he is, the red rifle. Got that mustache. Tucked inside that beard, tucked inside, inside that chin strap. strap. Like he is ready that? to go. I love when uh, when Brady was like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I can't here, say and, one of those words." And here you see Tom Brady getting excited. Yeah, off <laughs> oh, can't say one of those words on. Like, there. can you believe that that's the same guy as you know a few years ago? Uh, what's what's longer there, Troy? A half or oh. five eighths? <laughs> 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 oh, it's the same guy, Mitchell. 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 Diggs Down inside the twenty-five. Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings won it. All right. Yeah, we're gonna move on. He's got a lot um, of great moments. He does. World Series. You have uh, you know, David Freeze. Freeze has tied it. We will see you tomorrow, tomorrow night. Uh, one run scores. Here comes Berkman. Freeze has tied it. Uh, what game was that? That was uh, World Series game six, I think, against the Rangers. Who? What, what team was it? The uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Cardinals. Rangers. Two thousand and eleven. Yeah, Cardinals went on to did win. They win. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they they knocked the those Rangers out, teams. Man. man, oh, they got their back to back years and couldn't win. Yeah, that's Ron brutal. Washington now Braves. Third base coach. Yeah, that's brutal. 
But yeah, Joe Buck. I mean, he's, he's been doing it for Rangers teams so long. Yeah, there's just those voices, right? Like um, those Rangers teams were stacked. <laughs> I was about to bring up Doc Emmerich, and you're just like those Rangers teams. I know were because stacked. it's just like there's dang, actually a Rangers. If you could have seen it, they are. Yeah, they are, and I don't like them. Yeah, I'm me neither. By the way, we'll talk about the Islanders a little bit. They made a trade nice. uh, on Monday after the show, a couple hours after the show ended later in that day. That um, I kind of like. I've grown. It's grown. I didn't really love it at first, but I, it's, it's grown on me. We'll talk about Good that. Good for you. In you a look happy bit. and healthy. Anything Not me. To wrap if up you ever cared to ask. Anything to wrap up around movie discussion, Mitchell? Uh, no. I just really like Joe Davis. <laughs> okay. Well, I, uh, I really and Tom McCarthy. You know who his son is now doing? Uh, Mets radio. Tom McCarthy's? Yep. I thought. Wait, Pat McCarthy? Yes. I thought he was doing Phil's minor leagues. No, he's doing. Uh, he's going to be the uh, swingman Howie Rose on Mets Radio now. He's going to be the. You no, know, that's where Tom McCarthy got to start. Oh, I, I did know that actually. I researched him in uh, like my senior year of high school. Yeah, he was. I think he was like in Philly, then New York, not and then back that. to Philly. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I love Tom McCarthy and Pat. Better uh, better not stick around in New York. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we gotta cut that clip right oh, there. Oh, Patrick! Whoa, Patrick! <laughs> you stayed in New York. <laughs> don't you be going to Philly now? Uh, Pat, come back to Philly. No, no, no. He was the uh, New York number one. Come on, man. You know yeah, where it so is. what is he doing for SNY now? Uh, it's WCBS, uh, eight eighty. Oh, AM. is he radio? Yeah, he is radio. Okay, radio broadcast. Yeah. For... He's working with the iconic Howie Rose. Ah, okay. long-time radio voice in the Mets. So is because Wayne Randazzo, his assistant, is now doing Angels TV play-by-play. Oh wow! So where would Matt Vesturgeon end up? Because he was doing. I don't Angels. know. I know he does Hot Stove on MLB Network, but I don't know in terms of broadcasting, like what he's doing now. Yeah, it's weird. He was the Angels play-by-play guy for a little bit last year. Yeah, but they kind of like had Santa Maria. Oh my so. goodness, he absolutely crushed that ball. The Harper I think Grand one of my Slam. favorite Matt Vasgersian calls is the Lindor Grand Slam against the Yankees in the divisional round or in the LDS. How did it go? Uh, it was eight three Yankees. I believe it was game wow. two. And uh, Lindor a swing and a drive. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I think my my favorite one is uh, Pagan is there at the wall and it's in the basket. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was Giants Cubs. Really? L. I believe it was the LDS mm. in 2016 yeah. or 15, one of the two. Really? Were the Cubs the there two. two years in a row? Yeah, because they lost in the LCS to the Mets in 15. Oh, I forgot. That was the start of that core of that team. Arietta had the Cy Young year in 15. They I lost f- in the Mets in a sweep. I completely Then they were back next year, wow. ran through the playoffs, and won the World Series. I think it's because of the sweep that against I Against the about. formerly known Indians. Yes. But, uh. Yeah, wow. Pagan is there at the wall, and it's in the basket! Well, we could talk about this stuff all day. We do have to take our first break of hour number two, though. When we come back, we will talk about a little bit of hockey, a little bit of college basketball, and that will probably take us to the end of today's show. So plenty more coming to my next here on the flip side here on Heavy Hitters. And welcome back into Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim on Woo! this Wednesday morning. We here. Yeah, you know what's crazy, Jack? We still got two more of these before the Super Bowl. I know, man. So it's not even like we can jump into a Super Bowl. We preview. can't. So we're just we gonna... can. That's not that. That's not till next week. Yeah. Next Wednesday, we'll be talking about all things Super Bowl. But for now, for now, we got to talk about a little NHL. Yeah, we're gonna jump around a little bit. Yeah, NHL. jump around. Jump, jump up and get down. Um, jump around. 
Yeah, we're going to talk NHL. The uh, my, my little flyers there are not a uh, highly relevant team. Doing better than projected by a mile. But uh, I'm really excited for Tortorella in the years to come uh, in this new era of Flyers hockey. Maybe bring back some uh, some prestige. And I don't know, maybe a Stanley Cup a few years down the road. Prestige. Prestige. But your Islanders. Tell me about them, buddy. Well, they struck a deal on Monday uh, with the Vancouver Canucks that brought Bo Horvat to Long Island. In exchange, the Canucks receive Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratu, our number one overall prospect, and a conditional first-round draft pick that is top 12 protected. So if Islanders draft pick does finish in the top 12, it will be going back to New York. But uh, as Canucks GM called him in his press conference, Antonio Beauvillier, uh, Quite a slip up there, Ooh. not even knowing the name of the player you just acquired. Not a good look, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Bo Horvat having a career year, already 30 goals at the All-Star break. The weird thing is he's going to be representing the Canucks in the All-Star game despite being on the Islanders. <laughs> I mean, he did play all of his He did, games. but that's still bizarre. It's so weird. Yeah, that's really odd. I don't know how I would go about that. You know? Anyway, I am a happy man. We finally got a goal scorer. Islander fans have been, you know, clamoring about this for years. I mean, you know, the talking Islanders was their good team, but they don't score goals. And now we have a guy who can score goals. I mean, oh my goodness, I am excited. I was, I'm gonna run you quick through my emotions. I, I saw this trade late in one of my classes. This deal struck right at around 5:45 Eastern here when I just you picked up my classes phone. till then. Yeah, I have, I have 4:35:50 Monday, Wednesday. Oh so. wow, you're here till late then today. I am here till late. Uh, but anyway, getting back into this, I saw the trade right as class is about to end, and. I was like, no way. Is this real? Is this real? I'm like, I don't know. The Islanders official Twitter page tweeted this out. This looks official. And I sent it into my family group chat that we'd all talk about the Islanders a lot because we're all big Islander fans. And, um, yeah, we were just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I wasn't really happy about it at first. He was one of our top prospects who I really liked. Uh, but the more I stepped back and looked at it, I'm like, you know what? This could be a good deal, especially if we extend him. He's 27, I believe, or 27 to 28. He's in the prime years of his career. Give him an extension. Let's see what he can do. I like the trade. He's a really good centerman. He wins a lot of faceoffs, kill penalties pretty well, uh, and he can score goals. So, Bo Horvat, welcome to the Islanders. Uh, officially picked his number. It was 53 for Vancouver, but Casey Zekas is 53 for the Islanders. So, Bo Horvat, we're 14 in the blue and the orange. I'm excited. We got a guy who can play with Matt Barzal and who can score goals. Please move Barzal to the wing and play Horvat on the top line. Lane Lambert, do your job. Coach well and put those two guys together for the love of all things. That's my thoughts on the trade. Congratulations, Jack. How Thank else? You. Uh, how how is your your season going emotionally so far? How are you feeling? Up and down, man. It's yeah. not great. We're 25, 22, and five. We're two points out of the last wild card, but the Penguins have three games in hand. Uh, we're five points back of of Washington, who has we have one game in hand on. So I'm not loving our current spot. Can we make the playoffs? Yes, but we got to go on a run here on the last thirty games of the season to do so. I think yeah. so. Uh, Flyers point total. I just looked at it the other day. Where is it? Uh, updated 51. Now? 51. You're 21, 21, and 9. And you guys have how many? Uh, 55. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They're four points behind the Islanders? Yeah, but Man. Th- th- there is disparity there, I feel like. Islanders plus four goal differential. Flyers are minus 20. Yeah, that's a little. It's a little bit of a gap. Disheveled, yeah. That's a little bit of a gap, wouldn't you say? A little bit of a gap, yeah. The uh, hockey point totals can get weird like that. They can. Flyers um, is a very average team. They're very uh, bleh, yeah. Yeah, very bleh. What place they? I, last I checked, they were seventh in the division. Uh, still that same way. Still seven. Okay. 
Uh, how about the uh, someone who's not number seven, the Hurricanes? You see what they did last night? Whew, overcoming a 4-1 deficit in yes, nine sir. minutes. Man, that team is special. That was crazy, man. 5-4-0 team went at home against the LA Kings. Really an impressive team so far this year. What's their point total now? Updated. 74, 33, 74. 9-8. Yeah. I mean, Boston is just knocking out of the park. Yeah. Linus Allmark has one loss for them, I think. I can't oh, they suffered a couple Boston. losses. So I think he might have gotten a couple more. But anyway, I mean, yeah, Boston is incredible this year. 38-7-5. and five. They have 81 points at the All-Star break. I mean, yeah. whew, at the bye week, I should say. Yeah. yeah, It's impressive. So silly. Uh, this, uh, this far into the season, who's it looking like uh, for your cup predictions? Ooh. Who do you think's playing? I don't know. I feel like you can't sleep on Tampa. Really? Tampa? They're still there, man. 32-15-1, 65 points, plus 34 goal differential. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, not saying they're going to Carolina. Come on, man. They never get it done. I know. I know. They never do. They never make it past the second round. I think it's Boston, though. Yeah, Boston's really good. Boston out of the East and give me... Give me Dallas out of the West. Da- ew. Ew. Wow, really? What's their point total right now? How are they doing? They have the most points of any team in the West, 66. It's a safe pick, then. 28, 13, and 10. Really? Only 66 points in the West. Yeah, West is kind of weaker conference. Weaker. It is weaker conference. Don't sleep on Colorado though. Sky high, Colorado. If I had to pick, I'd say Colorado. Second wild card right now. Really? That's that's. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries, so yeah, that's what I've heard. So briefly, in the uh, little bit I've paid attention to the NHL so far, I will pay attention to the playoffs. I like playoff hockey. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just hard, you know, because I've been dealing with a World Series on my docket. I had a that's Super Bowl. Old. I'm, I'm having a Super Bowl. Um, Are you still on over the World Series match? Kind of busy. What? You still on over the World Series yet? No. No, I still watch the highlights. Not until next season starts? At least once a week I'm watching the highlights, like in full. I was going to send you an edit of the Jordan Alvarez home run, but it wasn't mean. So I would actually block you if that happened? <laughs> don't do Well, I might like... I might give it like two days after that, just so it's not the last. I text might send in our, an, ex- in our conversation. an expletive text message back to you, and then block you is what you would do. No, so like saying non FCC friendly words, right? To me. I probably would do that, but I wouldn't block you because I would want to text you for like two or three days afterwards to kind of push the clip up in the history, so that every time I don't know that it's like the last thing there. You know what? I, it's right in front of me. Yeah. If I just click on your your contact. Staring you right in the face. Yeah, staring right in the face. It would turn my life what if upside start, down. What if I just start spamming it towards you? We would not be friends. Okay. You would find a new co-host. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what's like? What's the most heartbreaking sports moment for you? For me? Ooh. Watching the Mets every year? Um <laughs> I mean, man, you 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 just don't know. You you clown me all the time, man. There there's I will tell you, there is nothing in this world like being a Mets fan. It stop, really stop. It's called being a Philly sports fan. No. Yes. Oh my no. Yes. You do not no 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 no. No, know no. Let let's stop the let's pump the brakes here. You don't know the pain. Oh, oh, you don't oh, I don't know the pain. Oh, I know the pain. Trust me, the I know Flyers the Flyers haven't won a cup since seven. Every time the Mets get your hopes up. They rip your heart out of your chest. Same with the Flyers. And, just, and they just sit there. Mostly looking at it. the same thing with the Eagles. And then they shove it back in and it, sits, it sinks to your stomach. Mostly the same thing with the Phillies. How many September collapses have the Phillies had? The Flyers have no expectations. They haven't had expectations since 2011. Not this. What do you mean? They, they had expectations 2012. Oh, oh, sorry. One year off. 
It's been a decade yeah. since I've had expectations. Get it right. No, um, 2019, right before the uh, 2019-2020, right before the right before the pandemic hit, they were the hottest team in hockey. They were the favorite to go to the Cup, and they lost to the Islanders. Mm. The quarterfinals. You're welcome. I don't like that. I don't. You're welcome. Ivan Let's be up. real. Let's be real. They were not beating Tampa. I don't care what you Probably said. Probably not. They were uh, not Actually, wait, Tampa. what do you mean? They already beat Tampa in the round robin. They already beat Tampa once. Flyers were a hot team. As you referenced, uh, Blind Nut finds a squirrel once and again. So. Blind Nut finds a squirrel? Blind squirrel. <laughs> I always botch that. <laughs> Gosh darn it! You knew what I meant! There's so much wrong with that. You got me fired up. Oh, my God. You know how to push my buttons. Yeah, honestly, though, if I would answer your question, most heartbreaking moment, probably losing the World Series to the Royals. Really? Because okay. we led in every game of that World Series at one point in, or wow. another. How many did it go? Five. Five games. Ooh, that's a quick exit. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh geez. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for the reminder. Sorry. That wasn't so glaringly obvious. <laughs> it's a quick exit. It yeah. is a quick exit. Any, like, other, like, big... Play like what's the worst play for you? Maybe excluding that World Series. Oh, worst play? Yeah. What hurts the most? Is it what hurts? Yeah. Well, what see, the Mets have been the, the Mets have been so dysfunctional for most of my life. I really can't pinpoint a lot of moments. How about like the Giants, Islanders, anything? Um, Deshaun Jackson running it back on you? Probably. If I had to pick one of those, Game Seven, twenty twenty two conference finals or twenty no twenty twenty one. Uh, game seven where Tampa won one nothing. Yeah, Ooh. that game probably li- that game lives in my nightmares, man. Oof. One game away from the Cup final against a Montreal team, we went on a Cinderella run and we probably would have beaten. That Tampa rough. and Tampa, Tampa just demolished them. It. Tampa did. I mean, not it was it was a one nothing game, but the Lightning dominated that game. It was not even close. I mean, the Islanders it never felt like they had a chance in that game. Really. Wow. They were just suffocating, man. We could not get any offense going at all. That's disheartening. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. It's No, of- but like, you, I honestly, no. I really can't just let that slide that you're saying Philly sports is equivalent to being a Mets fan. It's brutal, man. It, it, look, I know it's not an enjoyable experience, <laughs> but well, actually it has been in recent years. Rece- like, very recently. At least you've had some glimpses of, uh, of enjoyment. I haven't seen them, like, in my life. I wasn't like conscious for them. the Eagles Super Bowl was most certainly a conscious moment. Right, for that you. that's the that's the only one. Right, that's the glimmer. At least you've seen one. Yeah, the last time one of my teams was the championship was the Giants in 2011. 12. 12, 12, 12 yeah. It might have been the eleven twelve season. Whatever yeah, yeah, when yeah. they beat the Patriots for the second time. Yeah, the last time one of my teams won a championship and I was I believe nine. Oof, it's been a minute. Yeah, if you had to pick, and like, the Mets is my number one team. Yeah, like I just love the Mets. I love baseball in general. And, you know, they've made two World Series in my life. One I wasn't really conscious for. Well, no, they made one. What am I saying? They made the LCS in 06. Yeah. Could have made the World Series, but the Carlos Beltran striking out looking will live in Mets fans' memory forever as a, another haunting moment in this franchise's history. Yeah. <sighs> um, so when you say Philly sports fans is equivalent, I do not want to hear it because the Wilpons put Mets fans through pain so insufferable due to mere incompetence, and then trying to get your hopes up and, and succeeding at that aspect just to ultimately let you down with with more incompetence and terrible leadership. And thank God Steve Cohen's the owner of this team. I, I know you went through the Ruben Amaro days. Win. I know. 
and that was bad. That was awful. But I've lived a lifetime of that, for the most part. <laughs> a lifetime of that. That's I, scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. I couldn't so imagine. So the next time you say... Could you imagine if that was still my life? Oh, you, you'd be loving it. You'd what? be loving it if the... Oh, no, no, the Ruben Amaro. They were talking about the Mets being owned by the Wilpons. You'd no. be loving it if the Mets were still owned by the Wilpons. No. Because it'd just be the Braves and Phillies. That's yeah, what would be in the picture. Exactly. So I don't rem- see the problem is like since I really dove head first into baseball was in like the Braves had already begun their their right. reign of dominance like yeah. I don't remember a you know an era where the Braves weren't the top dog in this division. Well, who yeah. was it before them? The Mets? Well, Washington. Washington. Okay. Yeah. So really, the Braves had that run with McCann and early in Freeman's career. Uh, you know, I think late Chipper Jones. Yeah. Kind of those guys. And then they fizzled out. They got bad. And then it was kind of a conglomerate of taking over. It was like that was when the Phillies were really good. And then the, and Braves, like the, won in, the Braves won it in 2012, the division. Yeah. And then the Nationals started to take form and take over a little bit. Uh, and then really from 14 or from 13 to like 17 uh, was the Nationals kind of reign over the The Nationals division. always fizzled out, though. They didn't do anything. No, they did win that World Series in 19, though. That was, yeah, that was kind of lightning in a bottle, though. That was weird. Like, that was after Harper left. Yeah, exactly. Left. That was but, so like, odd. if you look at the last three NLEs teams to go in those runs, it was all like, kind of lightning in a bottle situation. I Braves? mean, the Braves were an 88-win team. I guess. Who won the division a weaker NLEs that year. Went on the run to win the World Series. Yeah. Phillies made the World Series. 88-win team, right? Yep, uh, 87. 87-win team. Last wild card. Go on the run of the World Series. I'll beat losing. Uh, and then the thanks, Nationals, thanks they were 19-31. and 30 when You're welcome, in case you need the reminder. 19-31, uh, I believe in May. Wow. Or June. Uh, I believe one of those two months. And then they get it together. Win the, uh, don't win the division, actually. They lose it to Atlanta. They were the wild card. Beat the Brewers. Then they go on their run, beating Washington in the LDS. Then beating... Washington beat Washington. Oh, but L.A. So why did... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Brains too Seems like an here. intense series. Yeah. Brains just going too fast here. Uh, and then they went on their run beating Houston, and they won the World Series. So though, really all three teams caught kind of lightning in the bottle, bottle when they got to the postseason. Yeah, it, it's that's how baseball is, man. It's it's so odd like that. Getting hot at the right time. Like, like the Eagles have not caught lightning in a bottle. This is yeah, a, okay. A you know what? Thank you to my dad for this. Um, yeah, it's a I listened to the show. He texted me. Yeah, you know what? Do the Phillies have a Bobby Bonilla type day you know, where Bonilla. the whole league memes you? For paying a guy who's been out of the league for 15 years, one mil every July 1st? Yeah. Uh-huh. Not really. Don't don't talk to me about the uh, the pain of being a Philly sports fan when you endure the pain of being a Mets fan. Everyone hates us, though. Everyone hates the Mets. Not as much. Everyone hates the Mets. Everyone thinks the Phillies are a bunch of idiots. We're the most losing franchise in all of sports, I believe. Everyone hates us because the Mets went from the lovable losers for being clowned up for being an idiot. And terribly run organization, and everyone hates because you're the the league's richest owner and spend money, you know, like crazy. So, yeah. Anyways, look, the the pain of being a Mets fan, and it's it's gone way back, even before I was born. That the pain has just been there. Your one I could World go down was the, the rabbit hole. Your World Series was a fluke. Well, we have two. The '86. Uh, that was one of the best teams. It was a fluke. What do you mean it was a fluke? It gets by Buckner. Okay, every team, you're telling me the Phillies didn't have their fair share of uh, luck moments to get them there? Um, Give me a break. Like what? Give me a break. I don't know. We kind of just crushed the ball. It's kind of what we did. I don't know. Especially in that game one of the Atlanta series. What happened in game one? The Braves just could not make plays. 
Like, they left runners on base galore. Oh, that was good pitching. No, but, oh, my God, stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Ranger good pitching. Ranger Suarez with that's a lockdown three innings of one-run ball. If it was a fluke, then why did the Mets make uh, Why did the Mets make the LCS two years later? It's not the World Series. It's They could should have, man. Oh, nightmares. I know. Oral Hershires are game seven, 80, 88 LCS. Oh, I dominated and the Mets lost. Touch them all, Joe. Stupid Mike Sosha and the Dodgers. Phillies had their share in 93. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never yeah, By the way, everyone, you, you think the Buckner thing was the elimination game. Boston could have won game seven. I, I know. I know about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm aware. All right. Well, wasn't we're going to move on. Fluky. You won the World Series in 1986. What do you want me to say? I mean, yeah. Good but job. there's a reason Mets fans cling to that. <laughs> you know, 37 years later. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to admit it's, it's, it's not pretty. I, I, okay. Here's the thing. Like, I want the Phillies this year to like come back and and win the series. Like that would mean more to me than a Super Bowl at this point. I saw a Super Bowl. I haven't seen a World Series. But after that, like I would love I would love to watch a Stanley Cup run for the Flyers. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. And then I'll take another Super Bowl. I mean, I'll take one now, right? If it's like, you know, that's all oh, we I'll have. I'll take one. I love how he's taking his pick here. Yeah, exactly. Like if if that's all like I can Like the opportunities get. have come so so often, yeah, <laughs> I'd say more so for the Eagles than anyone else because yeah, exactly. they've actually made a lot. If if Alshon doesn't drop that ball, I lot, think there's but... a chance they they are in back to back Super Bowls, like a really good chance. I think they'll win that game against the Saints, finish that drive, and then I think they're better than the Rams that year, 2018. But I, I suddenly would have lost to New England. I don't know, man. I don't nah, know. I think so. I think Brady would have got him back. He might have, but they they beat him once before. That Patriots defense, man. Was it was just... very good in 2018, dude. So you ever go up against that in fantasy that year? <laughs> yeah, that team was brutal, ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was mean. It was. The offense wasn't that incredible, though. You know, 13 points in a Super Bowl. No, but the defense was. Do you remember shot. all those punts? Yeah, that game was terrible. It was awful. I went out to dinner to like watch it and stuff, and everyone was just bored by halftime. Yeah. Like, what sleep. are we doing? All right, well, we're going to take <laughs> our final on. break of today's show. When we come back, we're going to move on to our college basketball talk to wrap up the show, as we always do. Uh, that was more MLB discussion than NHL, but we talked about yeah, the NHL a little, a little bit. bit. It was like a conglomerate. Yeah, a conglomerate discussion. Well, one final time, we'll step aside today when we come back, like I mentioned, college basketball talk. Coming right next here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everyone. Jack Heim alongside a good buddy. Mitchell Smedley, hey, buddy. Despite donning that disgusting Eagles hat, it's custom uh, embroidered. I see your name on the side yeah. of it. Are you nice. an Eagle? Am I an Eagle? Yeah. I an Eagle. Sure. <laughs> I an Eagle. Okay. Well, we're gonna get going back on? into our discussion here. One more point I wanted to make before we move on to March Madison. I want to let I don't want to let this go down a rabbit hole and take too long. But real quick, Mitch, how does yeah. it feel? That the Phillies have two World Series in 140 years, and the Mets did that in half the time. Painful. I'll give you that. The thing is, you know, it's like the Phillies have sucked throughout like their entire history. Um, when did the Mets get their first one? 69. 69. Yeah. So you guys got your first one before we did, right? You got your second before we did. It's 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 pretty painful. It's pretty painful. It is. Um, like, you got your second long before we did. So, But we have the last one. We have the well, most recent one. I wouldn't say long. 86 to 2008. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. What am A I little saying? over 20 years. What am I saying? I'm yeah. sorry. I thought. I don't know what I was saying. I don't know, man. But it's okay. I'm here for you. No matter what you're going through, 
I'm yeah, here I, for you. I, 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 I mixed something up in my head there. That's okay. Why. The Phillies are better now, which is all that matters. Uh, yeah, very debatable. They I are the that. better team. No. <laughs> no, they're not. Yes, they are. And we're not going down this. <laughs> we're going to talk a little college hoops. It is February 1st. We're almost a month away from Selection Sunday, Mitch. And, uh, yeah, it is rapidly approaching. Uh, big conference games are happening night in, night out. And, uh, you know, we're going to do the thing, you know, do the thing we've been doing the last couple shows, ask you some questions, sure. I'll give you some insight. Uh, what do you want to know? I want to know what Selection Sunday looks like. Um, Selection Sunday. So that's where they pick the team. I'm going to guess they pick the team. It is. The, uh, the thingy. It's beautiful is what it is. So how to, how to walk me through what Jack's Selection Sunday looks like. My Selection Sunday is me getting very hyped up all throughout the day, gearing for the 6 o'clock Selection Show, which is an hour special. With uh, Greg Gumbel, who runs it, along with the various other, uh, you know, panel uh, characters, and believe Clark, Clark Kellogg's on there. Uh, Seth Davis, they all work for for uh, CBS. But uh, I digress. Anyway, it's an hour-long show where they just reveal the bracket. They go through it. It's so exciting seeing the bracket reveal. Just you know, March is here. You know, the madness will begin in a short few days when that happens. It's glorious. The field of sixty-eight gets named. Yep. Uh, you get live reactions to the uh, you know the players and the teams. You know they pan to some. Uh, when when they get their seeds revealed, um, some teams get snubbed. Uh, Texas A&M certainly felt they got snubbed last year. So many uh, uh, many felt that they did also. I was not fully in that camp, but it's glorious. Selection Sunday is a great thing. Um, we're gearing up for that. Uh, even before that, conference championship week is a really, really good thing, too. So many exciting games. Yeah. Just to see the sleeper teams in every conference. Uh, you know, Some of them go on a run. Uh, some of them kind of go as expected, and that's what makes March Madness so beautiful. It, it, it's beautiful chaos, if that's... Yes, thing. absolutely. Um, so do they start, like, top seeds and work their way yep, down? Yep, start okay. with the ones. Uh, well, I think they start with the 16s first, and then they name the ones, and they kind of go through and through like that. So, gotcha. uh, yeah. Awesome. Seed by seed, yeah, it's glorious. It's wonderful. It's everything you love. Awesome. I live for it. I and really, really do. Remind me, you root for Florida State is obviously not. It's Yeah, they're painfully bad this year. Yeah. 7-15. I don't want to talk about it. It's upsetting. I don't. Because honestly, that's not good spending of my time, your time, or the show's time. Because there are better teams we can be talking it would about. Be outstanding. Who but. can be in the tournament? You know what team I want to talk about real quick? Tell me. Alabama. I know we talked about them a lot. Oh yeah, we did. They got crushed by Oklahoma on Saturday, but uh, last night, whew! You want to talk about a get-right game? Uh, <laughs> well, they uh, they took out all their frustration on Vanderbilt. Mm. Vanderbilt, I'm so sorry. Final score, Alabama 101, Vanderbilt 44. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Ouch is right. Ouch. Ouch. That is a big one. Yeah, it's a beatdown. It's a beatdown. Alabama made 19 threes, shot 46% from beyond the arc, 59% as a team from the field. Ah, uh, yeah, that was bad. Star freshman Brandon Miller puts up 22 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. While shooting six of thirteen from three point range, uh, yeah, he's a stud. He's going to the NBA for sure next year. Uh, Nate Oates has got this Bama team right. I love this team going deep into March. I really do. I still think they they're going to win it all. I don't think Purdue does. And I, don't get me wrong. This is no slight to Purdue. They're a very very good team, and they run through Zach Eady, who's huge. By the way, he's seven four. Did you know he didn't he didn't even start playing basketball till late high school? Really? Yep. And you're seven four. How do you not know that? That's kind of like your calling. Uh, well, he was raised in Canada. Ah, so he played a lot of baseball and hockey growing up. Gotcha. But then he was. I think he was. I watched a video on this yesterday. I think he was like six ten, going into high school. 
That's a big man. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he couldn't play baseball anymore because his arm couldn't physically endure it. What? He was just too big. Mm. How does your arm not physically endure that? Like, it's just too much, I think, too much strain on your arm for being that big as a pitcher. That's crazy. So, it naturally kind of made him shift to basketball. He fell in love with it, took it ever since, and... Here he is now, the front runner for the National Player of the Year. Imagine what a him story. on ice skates playing hockey, man. Oh my goodness, seven four playing ice hockey. Oh, break the game. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be ridiculous. Well, we have one final notebook read for today's show. Attention, KU community, join OSI and KUAB on Tuesday, March seventh, from six to eight p.m. in McFarland Student Union, room one eighty three, for fun trivia and awesome prizes. Peter, Lois, Chris, Stewie, Brian, and what's her name? Oh, right, Meg. On the air, off the air, back on the air, Family Guy is the twisted little cartoon that could. How much do you know about the residents of Quahog? Be sure to attend for both trivia and a special guest appearance. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Coatstown University. KUR, you Family Guy? I So I got my wisdom teeth out. In August, and yeah. I watched the first two seasons uh, like in a row uh, for my recovery. During Just my recovery. so funny! It, it's a really good show, it's and hilarious. I love the clips that come up like on my TikTok and stuff. Hi, Brian. <laughs> I love Stewie. Stewie's so well, funny. Stewie kind of annoys me sometimes, but uh, Peter is hilarious. Yes, he he's. Uh, I love that show in general. It's it, just it's funny. So funny! It's really so good. funny. I watched one where uh, who did Peter? Who did Brian? Roast or no, it was um maybe it was Quagmire absolutely roasting uh Brian like two shreds. Oh yeah, yeah they do not like each other. Yeah, yeah. So. Why why don't you like me? <laughs> well, do you want me to actually fuck? Fine, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, and then he just goes, he just goes on off. this rant. It was like calls him wow. everything. Giggity. <laughs> yeah. All right, back to college basketball. Um, any other questions? I can just go off and kind of yeah yeah. What do you what do you think is more interesting at this point? Um, what do, what are you looking at more so? I'm looking at the ACC. That's what I'm looking at. Okay. Uh, for a power conference, it's just so weird this year. I mean, Clemson's leading it right now, but they just lost to Boston College last night on the road. Who's not good? I mean, they're they're five and seven in the ACC, eleven and twelve overall. They lost by eight on the road. Did Clemson? Uh, it was a puzzling loss. I mean. Yeah, just a strange conference. I love Virginia this year to go deep in the tournament. I think Miami could with their guard play, as much as that pains me to say as a Florida State fan. Mm. Um, UNC's capable of going on a run, too. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, Duke's good, but I don't really love Duke this year. My grandmother's a big Duke girl. So, she from North Carolina? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know why. It annoyed my dad all the time, though. Uh, probably because Coach K, they're easy bandwagon to get behind. Maybe there. So who knows? Yeah, um, that's a little like kind of brief snapshot of the ACC. Um, let's see. Right now, probably projected ones would be Purdue, Alabama, uh, Tennessee, and I don't think much changed from Monday at all. Uh, probably Houston would be up that line. Maybe Arizona again. That those those first two are solidified. Purdue and Alabama, I'd say. But after that, it kind of gets. It gets strange. So we'll see it all unfold in the coming weeks. It's going to be, uh, it's approaching fast. Conference Championship Week is getting here. 
uh, especially as we work our way through February, we'll really start to see the see the field take shape. When is the conference championship week? Oh yeah, uh, happy February, by the way. Yeah, the only I don't even think we mentioned that at the time. It's February now. Isn't Groundhog's Day tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. So and happy, the next day, happy early Groundhog's day. day, everybody. Yeah, that'll be. Uh, will he see his shadow, Jack? That doesn't even change anything, Mister Punxsutawney Phil. Whether he sees his shadow is not nothing changes. I know. You know. So why not to spoil it? it for the children? Oh, uh, oops, oh, my bad. Groundhog's Day is very, very real. Uh, the shadow does have very, very, very... Massive implications massive on the rest of your life. So. On the rest of the winter season, so stay so tuned. Rest easy Stay tonight, tuned for know? Punks of Tawny Phil. Exactly. His verdict tomorrow will mean everything. Everything. Santa's, to so many. Santa's watching. <laughs> Don't ruin it for the children. <laughs> Santa is very oh, real. <laughs> All right. Uh, you a Santa believer, Jack? Um, when did you stop believing in Santa? Oh, uh, I don't know, honestly. Probably like late elementary school. Yeah, it was uh, sixth grade. Yeah, fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. I think it was sixth for me. Yeah, so if I, I remember correctly, I, I don't know. knew it beforehand, but I didn't say anything to my parents because I had a younger sister, and I'm like, you know, if I say some guy, like, you know, if she figures it out, right? Like the pr- the present flow is gonna slow down. Like, and Yo, I, I didn't want. Okay, that. okay, Mitch. Yeah. What's the verdict? Do you think the shadow is going to be seen tomorrow or not? All right, we got to, you know, we got to talk about this because it is a pressing matter. It is tomorrow. I think the shadow is seen. He scurries back into his hole. I don't know. I, I, no, dude, he is not seeing that shadow. I don't think there's a chance. <laughs> I don't think there's a chance. Puck's Tony Phil sees that shadow. No, Jack ch- is like lock no it way. in. No way, lock Put it. Put it on in. your parlays. <laughs> Put it in your straight, no shadow. I got bet. I got uh, Travis Kelsey touchdown. Jalen Hurts three hundred yards and no shadow. <laughs> yes, very much. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it. Oh boy. No, I, I think the shadow is going to be seen. What, what's the? Uh, do we got the odds? No, <laughs> I, don't a, I don't think that's a thing. All right. That should be a thing. That's hilarious. Imagine. All right. In a uh, world. In a world. One or two more questions to uh, wrap up the show, if you um, got any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you talked about the ACC. Um, what's the other powerhouses? Uh, SEC? Uh, SEC talked about Alabama a little bit. Still yep. probably the front runner there. Tennessee's really good. Followed. Um, did Kentucky beat Ole Miss last night? They did. How about the Big Ten? Big Ten. Purdue. Running away with the conference. I don't think anyone's there going to test them. Uh, probably second favorite team there to go second. I'd say probably Rutgers. As of right now, I love Penn State. I mentioned them on Monday as a good sleeper team in March. If they can yep. find their way in. Love their guard play. Really like Jalen Pickett. I think the Nittany Lions are a team to watch to make a run potentially to the Sweet 16, uh, depending on where they end up in the bracket and who they play. Awesome. So Awesome. I'd love to hear it. We are. As they say. <laughs> um, let's see. Who else? Still who got else? three who minutes else? to go. UCLA, Arizona probably lead the way in the Pac-12. After that, USC is going to be third. I don't think Utah make the tournament. They're on the bubble right now. But I don't know if they have enough quality wins to get in. So I don't think the Utes will make it this year. Utah uh, much improved, though, I will say. You saying Utah reminded me that on top of a World Series appearance and a Super Bowl appearance. Penn State won the Rose Penn Bowl. Penn State won the Rose Bowl, buddy. Yeah, they did. The granddaddy of them all. The A-10 is a disaster. The Atlantic 10 Conference. I was going to say, what is that? St. Louis was the front runner uh, as of recent weeks of this conference, but they went on the road and lost to Fordham last night. And Fordham's not a bad team. It's just they are not usually a good team. But this year they're 18-4, and 6-3 and three in Atlantic 10 play. They're fourth in the conference right now. Wow. A game and a half back of, of first against, uh, first in the conference against uh, behind VCU, St. Louis, and Dayton, who got an overtime win against last night. It was Loyola Chicago. Uh, so, yeah, A-10 is a mess. I mentioned Mountain West. Not really going to go back down that hole again. Yeah, Nevada stunned San Diego State last night at home. Boise State got a gritty road win at Air Force. Uh, really like them as a mid-major conference. 
Um, so yes, awesome. Oh my goodness, there are there are odds for the for the punk show. <laughs> by the way, I knew it. What are the odds? Plus two twenty five to see a shadow. What's that mean? So so okay. So plus is like uh, not favored. Not favored. Yes. And so minus not favored. favored to see a shadow. Yeah. So the shadow is the favorite, like I said. No, 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 no. The, uh, oh. the shadow is not the favorite. What? No, he's fa- he's not favored it's to not see his shadow. It's plus 225 to see a shadow. So that's... Oh, the shadow's not favored. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm riding with the dog then. I'm riding with the favorite. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more question. End to show, Mitch, if you got anything. Um... That, I think that Punxsutawney thing is, is Last funny. night, oh, I do have one more thing. Why Why was a top 10 matchup on ESPN Plus? I don't know. I, I hate the Kansas, Kansas State was 7 versus 8, and we have it on the Big Ten Network and ESPN Plus? Yeah. What are we doing? I know. I mean, what are we doing? Ridiculous. Who do you got in the uh, flag football game this weekend? Who do you got huh? in the flag football? What? Uh, the Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah. I don't care about that. <laughs> give me, uh, I think, NFC wins it every year. Let's give NFC. NFC? Sure. I don't know. Whatever. All right, sounds good. Means nothing to me. Any big the games you're watching for college hoops uh, until our next show? Saturday are always the best games. I really haven't looked at the schedule ahead, but there's always some good ones. If this would load, let me give you them quick. Kansas goes to Iowa State, top 15 showdown. Uh, Baylor, Texas Tech, Big 12 games are always good. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. Auburn takes on Tennessee, top 25 showdown. Sounds good. With that, uh, we want to thank you all for listening to this edition of Heavy Hitters. As always, um, we will be back on Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Have fun enjoying some sports. We'll be back on Monday morning to break down everything that happened over the past weekend.